So and we're off. No, no, no. <laughs> I oh, yeah, told like, you I finished. Yeah, uh, good, good for you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm. Uh, we're not. We're not necessarily in the episode yet, but like I always like recording like random audio because like I can use it like in intros and and stuff like that. So let's just fucking do it. Yeah, let me take the good stuff I away. I told you I finished. How many times I, do I have to say it? I think it's been 15 minutes. Did I you just, drink some of that? Uh, no. No, no nobody's tried it yet. All nobody. right, so here we go. I have three differently shaped glasses. <laughs> per usual. <laughs> well, it's because, well, I had two of these, but I broke one. See? And this came as a gift, and that's, well, let's just face it, that just what came. What is that? We st- like a miniature white That glass? was a taster from a brewery that I stole from uh, Portland, Maine. That sounds about right. By I stole, I mean <laughs> Connie stole because she, she put it in her purse because I was like, well, I don't want to pay money for a glass. She's like, well, just give me yours. And <laughs> just, just give me that one. And I was like, okay. So let's just fucking, what the hell is that thing? It's a notebook. I'm it's, annotating every negative thing you're going to say about me. Looks like a diary. Yeah, well, maybe it is. Oh, my I God. We, we could totally have a segment. Dave's <laughs> Diary. Do, 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 do. Now, does the, the deer Dave's ever get his diary back? Dave's or do diary. they always keep it away from him? Tuesday, August 31st. We'll call it Diary Diarrhea. Dire, diarrhea. Where I just pick a random Yeah, but that sounds like a diary. poop joke. I'm not into poop jokes. But, like, we're... we're, we're, we're <laughs> not into we're poop getting, jokes. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we are digressing already. And I think we should just get this over with. I think you just pour like a half a finger for everybody. And we're either all going to go blind at the same time. We'll go down like a team. Because you know what? If I was ever going to go blind with anybody, you boys are my brothers. I also was told that it should probably be filtered through a paper towel or something because of the... What the, the fuck? Yeah, I've never heard of that. I think we're just gonna jump right in. How right? the hell would I filter that through a paper towel? So, That's what I'm so saying. When I, I don't even have I don't even have like bounty picker upper, man. Like we're like it would just like go right through my paper <laughs> towel. And we would have to drink like small amounts of paper towel. Nah, you gotta so, half a finger. You so have to go a little I, bit more. When I call in to work tomorrow because I shit all over the bed and on myself. <laughs> <laughs> I would blame your allergies first. Ah, yes. And then I would blame COVID. Because COVID. nobody can nobody can question COVID. Adderall. Adderall? Adderall third. Thank you. Adderall third. Yes. Yes. That's good. All right. This this maple syrup. I just honey, honey. We gotta, we gotta tell, we gotta tell these people what's going on. It's pretty clear though. Well, go ahead, Dave. Tell tell the people what's going on. I uh, I went to my uh. My lovely regular barber, who's a swell Glass guy. Is very dirty. Uh, he informed me that he's going through some lifestyle changes. Where Excuse me one second. What? I said the glass is very dirty. You Came need to get ro- some jet dry, buddy. Right out of the dishwasher. You, yeah, you need some jet dry. Oh, you know what? You? I've, actually, I've actually needed. But did you run the dishwasher? Okay, but anyway. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> did you run it? I just so, I went to my barber, who's a good guy, but he's currently dry. Mm. He's going totally sober, and somebody gifted him some homemade whiskey. In a it jar. Seems like a joke. Wait, so, we, don't, we don't even know the guy who made the whiskey? No. Sweet. Yeah. So I don't even know what this... I don't know who <sighs> it is. This is like a, a triple blind taste testing date. I don't know. Uh, but he gave it to us because he's a fan of the show. He watches our beer reviews. Thanks, he's buddy. Oh, wonderful guy. And uh, he was like, hey, I got dead. something for you to review on your show. And I was like, oh, no way. He got us beer. And then he pulled out a jar <laughs> a of mace, whiskey. A mason jar. And I was like... 
Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, some like apple pie moonshine? He's like, no, it's just whiskey. And I was yeah, like, so, uh, yeah, somehow somehow you interpreted heavy metal over a six-pack over heavy metal over a handle of whiskey. Well, he does not drink, and he knows that we do. So, so well, my, beer and whiskey. Well, let me tell you the first thing. I mean, thing we have beer the and, and whiskey. More. <laughs> that's true. That's true. This okay. is the end more right. category. All right, I'll shut my face. So I right. have a question. If what? if he's obviously sober, is that kind of like a cruel joke to be like, here well, you go? So we actually talked about that. I right. talked to him about that, and I told him how it's difficult. It's it's uh, it's something that I've realized recently. Where like I've been places and people have offered me beers or drinks or whatever. I'm like, no, I'm good. And like, wait, no, why? What's wrong? Oh, are you not drinking? Like, is that a thing? And it's like, mm-hmm. uh. Maybe well, I'm just not thirsty. They would, that would be like, hey, you want some cake? And I'm like, no. Right. Like, are you broken? Right, but with What's alcohol, it's like people, I think people push alcohol on people to like force them to try to have a good time because yeah. they want people to be loosey-goosey or whatever. I'm sure they have good intentions, but there are just some people that just I don't I prefer wanna... my goose to actually stiff. A stiff goose? Mm-hmm. Mm. If you ever make a beer, that's what we're going to call it. Stiff goose <laughs> ale. Stiff goose ale. Oh, SGA. <laughs> but uh but we were talking about how difficult it is to like tell people no when they offer you drinks and stuff. So he just took it and he's like, I didn't want to be rude, but I'm also not gonna drink it. So I'll just give it to someone else. Which I can actually respect a lot more because yeah. I've done things similarly mm-hmm. when sure, like sure, ah, sure. I don't really want to drink this right now, you know. I'm kind I of uh, it's like sure. anybody that's ever bought me a shot. Because mm. I really don't want to do that shot. Yeah. Oh, like the Doom shot? I, I don't yeah. like when people buy shots. I hate shots. I'd rather enjoy it. Like, I don't understand I the get whole drunk. Concept. I get drunk, like, enough. I don't need the shot. <laughs> I don't need the assistance. Thank I you. Ju- I guess I just now, don't. Now, with the exception, like, we've always had, like, a tradition. Like, with the band, we always do a shot before, like, said set. And, like, that's more of, like, a like a calm the nerves, like, get your, get your shit in line and just yeah. get, you know, if you haven't. Like, in general, we're not fucked up at that point. But other than that, never... Under <laughs> any stood, circumstances, yeah, the oh. shot. Um, I'm sorry, there was like a message that, like, apparently, I you guys sent like 18 minutes ago, but I'm yep. just getting now. Ah, phones and things. I'm like, yeah, weird. Okay, um, so yeah, let's just fucking do it. All right, well, blind so, be damned. Yeah, we don't know what kind of whiskey this is. It came from a jar from some guy in a barber shop, and it's hairy. This, so. is, this <laughs> is probably this is probably in some guy's tub. Oh lord. I didn't even think. Okay. Again? Well, gentlemen. Cheers. Let's give it this sniff cheers. test, but we'll cheers. cheers. Yeah. You know, so it's a sniff whiskey anyway. Uh, I disagree because I sniff whiskey all the time. <laughs> Holy Christ. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. I'm, you know, it's actually not. Hmm. It's strong. Don't get me wrong. It doesn't taste very good. Well, it's like one of those things like you drink it, it goes down oh. and it comes back. It's like a. Oh. Uh, okay. Wait a minute. Uh. Hang on. Now I'm curious. <laughs> no, 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 we're, we're, this is, I don't think we're going to, it's not like <coughs> we bad, might, it's not, we might great. die, we, we might die, so it's got a, oh, it's got a burn, but it's smooth, oh wait, it's coming back, oh wow, my lips are on fire, yeah, I, um, mm. I, I kind of think he gave us a mason jar of varnish, wait a minute, <laughs> you alright, bud? <coughs> Eight minutes after the fact. All right. Um, I wonder if they ever like down. if they ever like try their own stuff, but they just give it away and assume it's, that it's. Oh, he probably tried it. He's like, well, I worked like six months on it. It has to be awesome. <laughs> it's gonna be given away whether I want it to or not. I mean, I, 
When you work eight months on it, it's like, dude, this sucks. Give it away. What's inside the jar? Uh, I believe, from what I understood, those are pieces of the whiskey barrel that he That's the stupidest thing I've ever in. heard. Yeah. Normally, it's like cinnamon sticks or something people put I th- in there. I, that's why I thought it was like... Mo- like yeah, apple, I don't apple, know. Whatever. I tasted a splinter. I was going to say. I don't have to finish this, do I? Uh, I'm not going to. Because so. I don't feel like I could finish the episode if I finish this. I feel like... Um, <laughs> yeah. I feel like this is very flammable. Why are my eyes bleeding? Oh, we should try to set it on fire later. Later? You mean like you want to hit pause and like go see what happens and then? <laughs> well, I don't want to. I don't want to digress like so badly where we that, don't. Marcus, end up doing that's what we do. The, yeah, but <laughs> I don't want to like lose out on the fact that we're going to do this episode. And besides, I'll make it up to you because we have this guy <clears> right here, and this guy is fucking phenomenal. We talked about this like yep. I, I, we might not talk about it. I don't. We, I don't remember. We discussed it. Did we discuss oh, it? Oh, I believe this is the from the the piece of masking tape that's written on the top of the mason jar. What's it say? Don't it drink. It says SW. Do not consume. Which I'm guessing is something whiskey. SW. Oh, whatever. Maybe Smith & Wesson. South, Who knows? Southwest. Um, it says mash. Sugar walrus. 8-22. So I'm guessing August 22nd is when he made it. And I believe it is 110 proof. I hate you. Why? 110 is not... I mean, because, that's every like, you, I, I just feel like I'm not... Whatever. I'm over it. Wait, what? 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 What, what happened? This is your fault. I <laughs> Everything that happens today now is your uh, fault. Okay. I'll, my I'll feet, accept When my that. feet fall off, I'm blaming you, buddy. That's totally fine. Help. If I have a coaster and I didn't even put my beer on it. All right, well... That's the whiskey review. Uh, Enjoy your intro. Washing my palate of the fire water we just ingested. Yeah, the fire water. Yep. Nope. In a good mood today. Are you? It's weird. What? I know. It's weird. I, I understand we, we're not always in the, the greatest moods when we uh, do our podcasts. Are you sure? Well, I'm in a good mood today. All right. That's all I'm, that matters. I believe you. Where do you want to start? Uh, I have news. You have news? For your feud. And I have a feud. Okay, so... I have... Technically have news and then anti-news. Does that count? News and then anti-news. Yeah. Or, quote, hashtag fake news. Okay. Uh, yeah. I might know where you're going with this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Ruh-roh. 
<clears throat> All right, sweet. And here's the heavy metal headlines. So, so my uh, Rachel, I know you don't listen to this. So my one true love here, uh, the band Atreyu. Uh, there was an article that was released from Metal Injection saying that Alex and I cannot say his last name but I'm going to go with Varkatsis Varkatsis right Varkatsis Varkatsis is no longer in a tree Um, supposedly Lamb Goat reports the band has parted ways with the founding frontman now mind you these guys have been together technically 15 years well, since their first... No, it was like 98. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, they've been around. Jeez, I didn't know that. Um, first song I ever heard by them was Becoming the Bull. 97, yeah, 98? Go, on AAF, back when that was a thing. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> his, yeah, his, no. Good, his good move is ruined. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Dave. <laughs> I mean, You're stupid. Besides their bass player, they've had the same lineup since day one. Yeah, they had a different yeah, bass player right. on the first album, and then they got the same guy, who's mind you, has been there since album two. So they've they've had this like collection. Yeah, but everybody changes bass players; they're all weird. Yeah, I, I pretty much it's and true. not important. Let's be sorry, clear. Drew. Um, and founding members. <laughs> so it's weirdly it says uh, it is assumed that drummer and co-vocalist Brandon Sally will take over singing duties, but he has singing duties anyways. So yeah, it doesn't really matter. So is he going to scream and sing and I mean, play he drums? Can. He's done it a few times in different songs. So when this story came out, I was like, okay, so we're going to get Hell or High Water via Atreyu. I mean, that's kind of where Atreyu's going. Ish. Yeah. Ish, right? Yeah, definitely. How'd they come up with their name? That's Atreyu? my question. Yeah. I mean, Falcon? never ending story, man. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Atreyu! So I'm going to go. Um, never ending story. You've never seen a never ending story? I haven't. Oh my god. We will do a movie review on this <laughs> the podcast never ending story. of the never ending one and two. Mm-hmm. One and two. Like we will watch both of them. I have them on VHS, does that count? Oh fucking sweet. How can you number them? Authentic. How can you number them if they never end? Come on, man. The family restaurant. Cut it out. Holy un Wow. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of wow. things I've intentionally like, not watched. Mind blown right now. You've never seen Neverending Story. Dude, I'm Italian, and I've never watched the Godfather movies. Well, that's, that's fine. That's different, though. Like, I've seen one, but not two and three. Yeah. What else but have I, I know never what, seen? But I know what happens in two and three. Like, the Harry Potter saga? Never got into no, it. No, fuck the Harry Potter. Uh, Twilight? Dude, dude no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, fuck. Dude, uh, no, Twilight is completely... I can't say that word. Lord of the Rings is cool, though. I'm going to digress a lot, but <laughs> the trailer the new the new Batman movie. Ooh. With Ben Affleck? No. <laughs> See, I'm confused about this. Is this like some kind of like weird wrap-up with, like, with the Justice League, or is this like a whole other thing? This is a whole different story. So this has to do with the Riddler. This is actually the Riddler storyline. And okay. it's like super dark. You know who plays Batman? It's the dude from Twilight. Twilight. Yeah. It's um uh, something Patterson. Or Pat- yeah. Pattinson. Pattinson. Yeah, Pattinson. Pattinson. Patton Oswalt. If you if you look up the trailer, like it looks really good. It's like super dark and oh no 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 that's mm. that's kind of what they're doing now. Like they're they they they're going. Yeah, Christopher Nolan made a change and a shift in well, comics that everybody started yeah, but to love. What they're doing is they're going rated R. Like, right. That's like the huge thing. Like Joker yeah. came out. Like they're going rated R. Yeah. Like rated R. Like this is the thing. Let's swear. Sorry. Let's get fucking violent. I actually just watched a couple nights ago. Birds of Prey. Oh, it's good. The they did um, a good job with that. Harley the Harley, Harley Quinn. Quinn. Yep. 
And that was actually entertaining. Margu, uh, Marg, Margot Robbie? Is that her name? She and I would totally, I would totally throw it in her. But <laughs> um, <laughs> like, okay, like, like, like moving Legos? on. Like, what are we throwing in her? What I don't. Legos, okay. rocks. Yeah, that's I don't. But at the same that. time, like, no, no, we we are digressing. But like, we will watch <laughs> Never Ending Story one and two. Yes, you will. Because those <laughs> movies are so great, so great. I cannot believe you've never seen Never Ending Story. What was the other one? The Does, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? No, no, it's not even the same. Think, yeah, uh, what's the, it's not even the same. No, no. Like, never, the, never ending story is like its own thing. Like nothing um, ever like spawned of it. Yeah. Like either series of unfortunate events. Never got into that. Uh, like fucking Falcor, Falcor, man, what fucking. You still, you still talking about like like 2000 era, 2010 era? Yeah, this, I don't know this what is this from is from. Like the 90s. <laughs> this is the no, 90s. Uh, it's not even. The, it's like the fucking 80s. Yeah. The it's Lion, like, the Witch, and the Wardrobe was the 80s. I'm, if you count the book, how dare you? Like if you count. The it's book. when I was fucking born. Yeah. Like this shit came out, mm-hmm. and I'm old as fuck now because you've never seen <laughs> the Never Ending Story. I really haven't. And. My my heart bleeds for you because this is where Atreyu came yeah, from. So they, this is your uh, connection to the lines and the strange. We I'm, will. I'm do. sorry I asked. No 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I'm glad you. This asked. is what's gonna happen. He's gonna pull out his VHS. <clears throat> I have a VHS player somewhere in this house. Uh oh. And it's we will like, sit we're down. Gonna, we're gonna have to rewind it. So for like 20 minutes, we're gonna have to talk. <laughs> and we will put cameras on. And we will have a live reaction review of the never-ending story because that would be probably the best day of my life. Okay, but when it's over, can we do a Mario Kart tournament? Sure. Fucking yeah. Where Are you, holy whoever, shit. Where whoever gets first place wins, but you have to finish your beer before you cross the finish line. And you can't drink and oh, drive the, at the, the same time. The Mario one, yeah. yeah. I've done that. Are you talking the actual race, like not like the battle? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I dude, I drink with rose sodas all the time. Like this is like completely fine. Yeah, he's like, and we're chugging. <laughs> yeah, that's what most people do. Yeah, right. Uh, to continue with our <laughs> back to headlines <laughs> and back to headlines. Uh, so it's see, this is what kind of, and I read this and it kind of confused me. So we have all this speculation that he's leaving the band, right? But then they put in here a uh, headline that he made in an interview in 2018, uh, mind you, two years ago, saying, quote, uh, <clears throat> you know, I don't know where we fit in any scene, and I don't think that any scene knows where we fit. I think that's just part of us. This is going to sound a little cocky, but I'm a singer in a band. I don't think we fit into any genre. I think we are hard to pin down. When we first started, it was a little easier. We are a metallic hardcore band with singing parts. There wasn't anything else like that when we started doing it. It's true. True. I mean, they they say they quote unquote invented metalcore. That's that that oh that's an interesting ooh, yeah that, that, oh, I like that you see that we could actually spend like a whole episode on that one because um lip gloss and black there was. Uh, everything is. I'm trying. I'm trying to think like the the like the really good ones like from back. The in crimson. The, day. the crimson. Uh, um, butterfly wings. Butterfly. Yes. Death grip on yesterday. Because they actually. I have to think about this. Like, were they like one of the pioneers of like heavy 2000, music? Two thousand two was the original. 
So they went that early. But I mean, you couldn't even. <laughs> oh wow, that's that's that's. That is such an interesting argument because, you'd, like, they you'd might really have, have to deep dive into that. They might have actually been one of the original to put the clean vocals in with the heavy, like full clean. Because I mean, you have stuff like uh, Machine Head, thought. where he technically sings, and that was technically before, right? Am I correct? The Burning Red was that before? Yeah, but that was like that was more new metal. It wasn't yeah, really I mean, metalcore, yeah, but like. As they progress, like their their later albums are definitely like more um, guitar centric. Yeah, will be the word that I'll use for it. Sure, but I'm sure he's always been that. If you look from Autumn to Ashes with 2001 in there, kind of. Oh, the that's same a cool idea. argument. I like that argument. It's something we can uh, look into. I'm sure you might have invented metalcore. Wow. We'll have to dedicate an episode to that. Right, we, and we don't have to completely derail. Uh, so. Obviously, this whole situation comes out, and you know, Atreus, uh, sorry, Alex is leaving. So then, this popped up from again Metal Injection, oddly enough. So the le- the first um, article which I brought up was August twenty second of this year. Obviously, right. the next one that came out was two days later, twenty fourth, and headlined as Alex says hashtag Fake News after reports that he's left Atreus surfaces. So. I was reading this uh, a little bit when it first came out. Um, obviously, when the first article, uh, no official statement was made. So, where it kind of came from is, is huh. beyond, you know what I mean? Uh, so... It means it was leaked. Yeah, so, obviously, um, they're kind of, you know, with COVID going... Base player. With COVID going uh, on at the moment, no one's really doing anything. Uh, so, as for one thing... Um, Alex, his daughter was born. Ah. So that was one of his main situations, obviously, that he was dealing with. So he didn't, <laughs> hasn't really talked much or, or actually, you know, quoted much. So um, I think one of the, the main things that people speculated. So Alex actually posted a Instagram video. Um, can I play the video? Probably. If it's just him talking. Tough to say. Is there anything background? Paraphrase I don't it. think so. I would say paraphrase I can't. It. I can just read it. I, it's yeah. I so he um, pretty much said, licensing. Um, I need to shred, bro. I'm thinking blood has been shed meets a little in flames with a bit of old lamb of freaking God thrown on top. Maybe an EP. Maybe a full length. I need to crush. I miss high fives and stage dives. So he obviously wants to do something heavy. He wants to start a new band. That's essentially the right way it's going. So um, everybody speculates you have to leave a tray you to start a new band, which is not necessarily true because he already exactly. has another side project, which was named something that uh, he I just, can't remember. He actually said it in the thing. Um, Blood has been shed. Blood I think that's the name of it. So it's like Homeboy just wants to be heavy. Yeah, pretty much. Which I've always wondered with what's his face, like with like a more of a like a melodic background, especially like Hell or High Water, and like having like the two different projects, and like having so much influence on like the Atreyu like aspect, like maybe every so often the bro- homeboy just wants to like let out like aggression. Yeah. And my whole thing like I am more. Started, I'm sorry. I am more. That was his other. Band. I am yes. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And what hurt my soul 
like when I first heard this, is like you can't have a Treyu without fucking Alex. I mean, his yeah. his his screams alone. I mean, that's a big. I mean, don't get me wrong. Brendan's a big part. His vocals are. Oh, Brendan. There. I mean, is don't get you know. Fantastic vocalist, yeah. but a Treyu is that's, Alex. Alex. That's, that's it's kind of like Lamb of God is Randy Blake. Exactly. A Treyu is Alex. Yeah. Like he has an iconic, one of a kind Growl. vocal sound. Mm-hmm. And if you put anybody in his place or depleted that, you're not a you anymore. Yeah, it's not the same. <clears throat> and uh, he was saying that uh, in another video, uh, quote, uh, so the baby's here. I'm pumped. I get so much creative energy. I just need an outlet. And that's when he said, I'm thinking like a, starting a super heavy band with some sick Swedish riffs, some super heavy breakdowns and some screaming from yours truly. So, fun. I mean, I'm in. Don't get me wrong. Oh, d- it, I wasn't a big fan of I Am War personally. Well, it was too basic. Yeah, it was like it was, it was like very, just, it was basic. Me- it was yeah. like basic. Just let's let's just go be heavy. But that's why just... he was, you know, the Swedish riffs, like you know, in flames and stuff like. That. Yeah, right. So, so he wants really the technicality, like... like. Dude, homeboy wants to go back to like album one and mm-hmm. two of Atreyu, and it shows. Like, it's like, hey, let's get out of this. You know what's funny? Brandon, I love you. Let's get out of this hella high water bullshit, and let's go back to album one and two. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's weird, because so I, I follow them individually and as a band. Yeah. So, whenever usually they have something going on that's not directly music-related, if they're hanging out or having a party or doing merch, Alex is never there. It's always, like, the three of them. The bassist. I'm sorry, the four of them. The two guitarists, the bassist, and Brandon. So it's weird. He's kind of like separating know, himself. Yeah, it's, I don't. I mean, who knows? Fucking lead singers. But maybe, maybe he Hate doesn't. Him. He doesn't like where the band's going. You know what I mean? Maybe he's not on board with it. Quite possible, right? Because like, who really has like more swing? <laughs> your backbone of your whole fucking it de- musical. Honestly, it depends on your contract. Because unfortunately, it. it yeah. I mean, look at Slipknot with that whole thing. Because he, you know, they. Yeah. So. Especially with Brendan, nightmare. like the whole reason why Hell or High Water like exists is because like these are the songs that like he would bring to that Atreyu, Atreyu and Atreyu rejected because, because they it's weren't like, heavy yeah, enough. we are not. Nah, yeah. like, that's not for us. Right. And Hell or High Water is great. Yeah, they're awesome. Look like it's beautiful. Like I I enjoy Hell or High mm-hmm. Water, but I don't listen to Hell or High Water and think Atreyu. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I listen to Atreyu, and I'm like, Atreyu. but even like. So like when Long Live came out, I was like, "Oh sweet, they're yeah, going back to they're going back to like old school, man. Like this is this is fucking great. Like they're coming back." And then, no. Yep. Yep. It's 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 one of those things. Like, obviously, this is all speculation. It would hurt my soul if a trade didn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. I well, the got, good news is that their music always will. I mean. And to kind I'm, of, a, I'm a live counter, music guy. Like, I, only get to, I only get to see him that one time, but like, man, that was like probably like top five. We saw him twice. Same place. <laughs> Remember? We saw him at the end the first time. You're right. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. I saw him twice. I did see him twice. Mm-hmm. He's like, I just, got, I just got significantly happier. <laughs> but <laughs> the, fir- the first time I was uh, stage side. Yeah, that was until awesome. I got Until I got. Uh, yeah, I pushed removed. out by the woman. I got hammer fisted by some lady. Dude, she kicked my ass. Can't fight back. That's not fair, because I can't fight back. Yeah, what are you going to do? Can't fight back. 
Um, Unfair. It's racist. But yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what comes out of this. I mean, I think they're still kind of promoting off their last album, which was... I've, I've had my words with it. It's fine. <laughs> um, it, it'll be interesting. It's heavy Brandon, though. Exactly what it is. So it's like so cool. Like, sort of. You know, if you put all this stuff like together, it's like, yeah, like I'd probably be pissed too, man. And like, like I've said, it's the, the, the songs are, are well put together. They're good songs. It's not that they're bad. They're it nicely just, produced. It just doesn't match. It's not what you think when you... Yeah, you know not, what I mean? Like, It's becoming the bull come poppier. Yeah, pretty much. Ooh. It's, it's Yeah, I haven't even heard it. You might. I should probably check it out. Yeah, you. I mean, I mean you obviously, have. if you're not on the you probably you probably you probably heard it. I'm like sure. Not even realize it's a Treyu. Maybe yeah, that's very possible. That's yeah. It's probably yeah. pretty likely. Mm-hmm. Like House of Gold. You've. I. I almost can guarantee if I play House of Gold for you right now. Better. Uh, what is that? That. Um, that stop one. Time. The time is now. X's that and was O's. All over the radio. Yeah. Oh, that's a great song too. X's <laughs> and O's. Had a, had a cover band. Super once fast that that. punk version, mind you. That was awesome. That was pretty sick. So awesome. But yeah, uh, that, that's my, my news. Well, I technically have one more kind of news, but it's more just like funny side news that has really no <sighs> point. And I reminisce of the super fast punk version of X's and O's. Yeah. My life cool. was altered forever. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Altered life. Altered you should go beast. to more you should go you should go to more live music. I probably should. Uh, they should probably host more live music somewhere in this oh, wait, area. Wait, wait, wait. We should have we should have live music. Oh, that's that's a good point. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Imagine, imagine if we had live. Do you want to do your feud before my last little one? Music. Would you like me to do my feed before I do? It's up to you. I do my last my, one. This one's pretty quick. I go where you go, bro. All right. Oh, I love this one. Yeah. Yes. Do this one. This is great. I'm gonna do it right. You know what? Of you guys. All of our news is actually like kind of somewhat semi feudy. Yeah. Feudy, feudy, feudy. So, uh, the, obviously, actually, oddly enough, one of the big four, the mighty Metallica. Not going to talk about this at all later. Metallica! Um, the producer calls Lars Ulrich, <laughs> quote-unquote, absolutely useless <laughs> during the Ride the Lightning recording session. Oh, Lord. I actually kind of feel bad for this guy now. Not really. I don't. You know what Lars Ulrich actually is? He's a genius when it comes to promotion and... Like, he's good at forming the song. Like, a lot of the songs are written by Lars. Like, he he comes up with, like, the melodies. Because if you watch some of, like, their live... They did, like, a whole DVD with, like, how they were writing the songs. And, like, he'd go up to, like, Kirk and be like, No, no, no. Do this. Blah, 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 blah. Instead, try that. Like he's kind of like the brain behind it, but he was like so much in like the fabric of like actually like creating all this shit. Like they can never kick him out. Yeah. Oh no, no, never. no way. But he just can't. He probably drum. owns it. Oh. Plus, I mean, like in he's time. got he's got um what's his face uh not uh Kirk um uh Hetfield. Hetfield. He's got Hetfield like Jimmy? wrapped right around mm-hmm. his fucking Jimmy Hetfield. It's so funny though because vagina. you watch some of like the the DVDs and stuff and like, like Lars is talking and Hetfield's just like. Like looking up and trying uh. to like just deal with it. He doesn't say anything, but you can see in his face he's all set. I watch some of these like videos that they make. It's like, dude, we should like just record our band, like just like right. do like one practice session. Like your fights mean nothing. <laughs> yeah, right. We break shit that we can't replace. Uh. <laughs> uh, so the the album starts. I'm sorry. The article starts uh, as uh, one thing I admire about producer Fleming Russ. 
Rasmussen is he absolutely does not give a fuck. You might remember he previously apologized for how bad Injustice for All sounds, because we've talked about the base issue, because it doesn't exist. Uh, and he produced uh, Ride the Lightning, Master Puppets, and the aforementioned Injustice for All. So, he was recently asked about the production on Lightning, and mentioned one member of the band in particular was a bit difficult to work with. Mm. I uh, bet I know who it was. And evidently Lars's big issue was his impulse to speed up and slow down a song, uh, a song's progressed and common critique of the legendary drummer. So evidently he was going like all over the place. That's totally unlike him. Uh, he said, I thought he was absolutely useless. The first thing I asked when he started playing was, does everything start on an upbeat? And he went, what's an upbeat? As a drummer, it's probably something you oh. should know. Oh, uh, so, oh. so they actually started telling oh. him about beats oh, no. that they have an equal length of time before that hit. That hit. So when usually when you teach drums, you do the 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 common thing is the four count, one two three four one two. That's how you're, that's how you write a beat roughly, and evidently they had to teach him how to do that. Uh, they uh, they said uh, then he could play a really good fill that nobody else thought of doing at that time. So evidently his fills were fine, which I don't really agree with. That's fine. Uh, another thing uh, was about how he used an actual anvil for the intro to For Whom the Bell Tolls, saying, quote, We put it on a backstairs when we recorded it. <clears throat> that was ridiculous. It weighed a ton. But Lars hit it and it sounded really good. So that was before samplers. They had to make their own sounds. So essentially, that's pretty much how it ends. So I just thought it was funny. That he sucks. No, it's it's what's funny about it is like forty years later, there are still people like coming out. It's like, oh yeah, I work with that guy. He fucking blows. <laughs> Uh, yep. And it's like not even a thing. Like it's been like a fan thing for like years and years and years. It's like everybody, like especially drummers, yeah. apparently hate Lars Ulrich. Mm -hmm. And then all these people just keep coming out. Like you can just keep regurg regurgitating the stories. Like, yeah, I worked with him back in like '83. I fucking hate him. He sucks. Yeah, I think I'm actually waiting for like the the thing. It's like yeah, he's not on this track that we recorded because we had to redo it. Because I've heard from, or I've read about producers, it's like, listen, a band comes into the studio, if your bass player can't keep up with the drum, the bass drum, we replace the bass. Yep, pretty much. If your kick drum can't keep up with the tempo, we replace the kick drum. Like, I'm actually waiting for the guy that actually comes out and like, yeah, I mixed this album. Yeah. We didn't use Lars. Well, I think I actually brought it up before, but with uh, Chris Adler and Lamb of God, when they record his drums, they don't record his kick drum. It's all added in later. It's weird, but yeah. Yeah. So it's all accurate, and there's no fuck-ups, and it's interesting. And I can see that, too, because like you want you want your recorded product to be like perfect, perfected and... Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, the I, right I get The right tone it. and, like, you know... Like, most of the mastering is just... Keeping in tempo. Like, they'll actually move the song so it's actually in tempo. Like, even if it's not, they can wiggle it. or It's weird how they like do it. Like, if you kick harder with your right but not with your left, mm -hmm. like, they'll smooth that out. Like so I used to watch this guy on YouTube. I, I forget his name. It's been so long. But he did a lot of recording stuff. He's, like, a bigger, older guy. But he's 
like he's funny and, and he's a he used to do like do actual professional recordings so he always did like these things that would drive him crazy that people would do so he'd be like oh okay we'll test your kick drum and they're like push 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 He's like, is that is that what you want? Is that is that how you play? And that? then he starts playing. It's like boom, 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 because they don't like. That's like when people mic check. Yeah. And they go check, check, but they're actually yelling and screaming. So this is not- actually something I had to learn because, like, when you do the mic check, you like you actually get up to the mic, you start yelling, check, check. You're yelling in like a clean voice. Does my distorted <clears throat> metal <clears throat> voice actually reach that volume? No. So what happens in the first song? Nobody <clears throat> can hear vocals. Nope. Including myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so it's 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 interesting to see because there's so many ways that you don't know and how many ways that stuff's produced. It all depends on the producer too. I mean, they have it's, ways. There's of so doing many things. layers. Yeah, like if so, you look like an actual like fully produced one, there's like just lines and lines of fucking tracks on top of tracks. One of our promoters actually like brought that up. It's like, yeah, bro, like in the in the biz, crank you. Yeah. Crank your leads. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. You go to the Palladium, like some big ass band, they're gonna be like, "Yeah, crank my lead vocals." Like he wants to hear himself over everybody, right. and it's amazing, amazing. You play a lot better when you can hear yourself. It helps. Yeah. It helps. Oh, absolutely. You're it not helps streaming. You're not trying to. And yeah. like, <clears throat> I can speak to my like as like me personally as a musician. Like I'm not enough of a dick where like I'm trying to make like adjustments. Mm-hmm. Like after we play like the first song, it's like yeah. Do this, do this, do this. Well, you maybe. see a lot of time people are like this or this or you know. Just I just don't want to be like halfway through my set and like still trying to make like volume yeah. adjustments. I'm trying to like just enjoy give my up set point. and like play the show like kind of a thing and like I won't make like all those adjustments, which is probably why like some people like may like me. But at the it same depends time, on like, your my sound product sounds like some, some sound guys are worse than others. Yeah, you never know if you got the guy that was actually a sound tech or if you just got like the bar back. <laughs> yeah, the the bar owner's yeah. brother-in-law's yeah. nephew's cousin. Or if you it have to do like, it for yourself. Because, I like uh, music. Yeah. <laughs> Want to make 10 bucks? Yep. <laughs> my cousin had a guitar. Yeah. <laughs> it's old. Tired. I always do my shows the same way. Yeah, we'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, but please don't. That's weird because I don't sound like that last guy. But that's okay. Wait, what? What just happened? It made sense to me. <laughs> it made sense to me. I don't, I don't, I don't know, matters, man. All right, let's hear your feud, buddy. Feud. Heavy metal over a six-pack. Feuding metal fans. Feuding son of a bitch. Feud. Keep that going. Beef deeds, beef deeds, beef deeds, beef deeds. Feud, feud. Feud. Alrighty, so. Beef feud. Feud beef. Gross. Alright, so my feud today does not actually include a band versus band. Dog versus mongoose. It actually my includes. Face is it might actually That's include a band whiskey. within a band. Now here's a band within a band. Here's the yeah. no the it's band like like within the band, like the band within its own band. Stuffing a chicken with a turkey duck. So here's the uh, uh, a duck. So there's a little uh, mystifying like aspect to this because we actually don't know which of the potential nine members <laughs> of Slipknot. He could possibly be feuding with. Uh, uh, I, I can think, guess. I think I know what. <laughs> so, <clears throat> one icon of mine. I'm uh, much respected, Mr. Uh, Corey Taylor. Taylor. Oh. 
as uh, recently came out with his a uh, his solo album, Corey Motherfucking Taylor, C M F T. Which was also like when he used to do his like his like little small circuit, like the the acoustic thing. It was called Corey Motherfucking Taylor, yep. C M F T. Yep. So <clears throat> I am going to refer to metalsucks.net. Corey Taylor says some Slipknot members are fucking miserable people. So with Chaos Chaos TV, Taylor elaborated on the other side of the same coin. For some context, uh, we had so much fun recording this album, meeting a solo. And that's one of the reasons I chose the people I did to be in the band, meaning a solo. Some of these guys I've known almost 20 years. We've all been friends. I knew they were good. But I also knew that they would be as as excited about recording the process as I would be. All meaning a solo. <clears throat> That's called passive aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that is. I'll continue. Deal with it, bud. <laughs> so every day was just another chance to laugh. Every day was just another chance to hang out. Have you heard the first song? Chris? With your bros and just have a good time making music. We didn't hold anything back. We were just so stoked and so excited about making music. A big rock album that we just got into it so in a way it was a complete 180 from an experience that i really haven't had since the first slipknot item 1999's self-titled album not item that's when money takes over my friend i'll continue yeah, wasn't he the same one that went on to say like they made like no money because they didn't read their record contract and everything? Yeah, they... that was something, yeah. I'll continue with okay. the uh, with the verbatim. It was so enjoyable and so positive that really kind of set a tone for me as like, you know what? This is the only way I want to make music from now on. I don't want to waste my time with people who are fucking miserable anymore. I want to make music with people who are as stoked as I am about what we get to do for our lives. And yeah, that really pulled great energy out of it. So, interview guys said, whoa, fucking miserable? Dude's hell. Uh, thankfully, the interviewer didn't let that one by, responding, I guess, in Slipknot, you have pretty strong musicians who all have their own opinions about the stuff you are writing. To which, Corey replied, <clears throat> excuse me, I read verbatim, yeah, I mean, you would think that would lend itself sometimes, would lend itself sometimes, but some people just can't get out of their own way when it comes to just being unhappy. It's like, fuck, man. What do you have to be unhappy about? We're living our dream. It's been over 20 years now, and we still get to do this, you know? He continues, I don't get it. In a lot of ways, it shows me that certain people's choices in life can really dictate how they become in life. Whereas, I still make music for the same reason that I wanted to make music when I was a kid. Because I fucking love it. And we continue. And you know... This is one of those cases where sometimes you just grow apart. People just change, 
and you wake up one day and someday somebody you've known for 20 years you have very little in common with it's not to say that you don't still make good music together but it's different so ladies and gentlemen i present to you the feud of the nine internal members of slipknot <laughs> and their fearless leader who to his credit is the voice of heavy metal in a lot of cases like if something actually happens people go to Corey motherfucking right, he's taylor like he's the forerunner and say like, hey slipknot. this this just happened let's go ask Corey taylor this just happened let's go ask Corey taylor I present to you evidence. Now, Corey Taylor is an idol of mine. I love Corey Taylor. I enjoy Stone Sour. I enjoy Slipknot. I enjoy Corey Taylor Acoustic. Um, I enjoy less whiskey from someone's bathtub. Of Corey Taylor solo. Ooh. Yeah, I'm, I'm... Not my thing. I agree with you. Not my thing. I mean, I'm, I'm happy he's enjoying it, and that's that's it. I mean, at some point you have to write music to enjoy. Like right? the ma- the ma- the man, he's considers done, he's himself done his an, he considers himself an artist. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to create art, and it's as fine. a Corey Taylor fan, I'll be I will be the first person to tell you I do not have to enjoy said art when he comes up with it. Yeah. Like you know what? Like I don't love every Stone Sour album that's been ever made like uh, like the more recent stone sour versus mm-hmm. the uh the original um i don't enjoy every slipknot album right. that's ever made <clears throat> the original slipknot it came out in 1999 i can i can listen to start to finish second album no uh third album i believe was uh i believe that was the one that had vermilion on it is that the, um, what is it, something, it's like a number, right? It might have been. You can definitely tell that, that Corey Taylor has a major. Yeah, volume three of the Subliminal Verses. Subliminal Verses, thank you. He has a, a major influence on the entire metal scene. Because how many shows have we been to where the intros to the songs sound exactly <laughs> yeah, <right>. like? Psychosocial. Ah, there <laughs> it is, Psychosocial. So, I guess the unfortunate thing is, like, if you are a diehard Slipknot fan, which... I um, based on some of the feedback that I, like I kind of like keep my eyeballs on because I I love watching the comment section every so often because you don't you don't like Iowa not a fan of Iowa I don't mean to cut you off not huge no really not huge That's a lot of the big you know, stuff on there so what I like the things I did like about Iowa like they stayed heavy yeah like they stayed real the people heavy. equal shit my like, plague they got, they got the way heretic album like anthem, a lot sorry a lot of them Left were like behind. way heavy but it's not skin th- ticket. Iowa was not a start to finisher for me. Like I can't get through yeah. the whole album. Like people equal shit. I enjoy that song. Yep. Um, that's a great song actually. Hmm, but it's not start to finish for me. I have a moment to it song. And volume, <clears throat> volume three. Do I there's definitely a, there's definitely a handful of tracks, but that's another one. It's not start to finish for me. Mm-hmm. And I I believe even like their fourth release is all hope uh, is gone when snuff came out yep. and um, sulfur. Sulfur. Social. Sulfur was like a good one. Sulfur was good. But this sulfur. is when he started to get clean. Like yep. this is when Slipknot and Stone Sour this started to become like the same band. This is the last one that Joey band. was into. Yeah, this is when Stone Sour and like Slipknot started becoming like the same band. This like, is kind when of Slipknot thing. came back on the radio. <laughs> yeah, when, right. Uh, excuse me, Dead Memories was their, their big one. 
So reading, like, kind of going back to my point, like reading like the comment sections and like whatnot. Apparently, like Slipknot is like worldwide hated. It's like kind of like up there with like Five Finger Death Punch. It's like, well, Slipknot shit. I was like, why is Slipknot shit? Truthfully, Slipknot, I've never gotten into them. Slipknot? Yeah, but Slipknot. You know what I've always appreciated about Slipknot? <laughs> Slipknot's different. And if you actually see a live Slipknot show, like you got the you got the two dudes that are playing kegs, you got the two dudes that are playing. On. Like there's a lot of stuff going on. Like I think they're more of a like a live show. I've only like, seen they're, once. They're not a radio edit. Like if they have a radio edit song, it's like, well, that's doing a disservice to Slipknot. Like that's like that's what why Stone, Stone Sour is. That's why Stone Sour <laughs> the radio is. Edit. But if you have Slipknot, that's like there for like a radio edit, like kind of a thing. It's like, well, that's like the Stone Sour side, which. Most people don't realize this. Stone Sour came before Slipknot. Yeah. Corey Taylor you know was a part of Slip of Stone Sour before he was a part of Slipknot. You know what's funny is that like if you listen to like old Stone Sour, like if you didn't know, you'd be like, Oh, new you know, Slipknot song. Like the old shit's like it's heavy. Like and it's Corey Taylor, so you're just like, Oh yeah, Slipknot. It's like, yeah, it's like it's 94, weird. 95 was the original Stone Sour. I'm looking he, at you through the glass. Yeah, pretty much. He <laughs> left Stone Sour to do Slipknot. Like, he was hired by Slipknot. And they just blew up and kind of a thing. But Kind of like Great A's. So, long story short, <laughs> despite all the hate, which I never understood the hate for Slipknot. Because you know what? I'm, maybe I'm biased because I'm a big Corey Taylor fan. I like Corey Taylor. I like his writing style. I fruitcake. I've read his books, and the most the recent books book, are hilarious. The most recent book that I read was like the Area Fifty One, and it's heavily politic. Is it? That's too bad. And I don't actually agree with Corey Taylor's politics. I'm not going to get into details, but. I'm on the other side of Corey Taylor's politics. Like, I don't agree with Corey Taylor. Mm-hmm. But the way he presents very, his case very comedic. is amazing. Like, it's good. It's a mm-hmm. good read. It's like, I can read this. But, you know, I'm also not close-minded. Like, I can actually listen to the other side and not, like, get what? offended and like, pissed <laughs> Weird. off. And, like, How crazy. dare you? Are you American? You can have a conversation. <laughs> I can. What's the matter with and you? And I can actually appreciate somebody else's <laughs> point of view. I can actually listen to somebody else's point of view. Uh, I can listen to somebody else make fun of my point of view. <laughs> and as well, as long as it's well done, I'm going to chuckle. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to say, like, you fucking got me there, bro. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so golly, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff that I like about Corey Taylor. <clears throat> so I'm biased. But you know what? The, the, the rest of the world doesn't actually love Slipknot. Like I've, I'm actually starting to learn. Like maybe it's a sellout factor. Maybe it's, maybe it's the uh, the inevitable success factor. Like when somebody's like too successful, you're not allowed to like them anymore. Yep. Which is the dumbest fucking thing ever. Like, wouldn't you l- want to like root for like a band and like have them like get up to fucking Metallica level, like kind of a thing? But we all may hate Metallica too. So like you know whatever, whatever the case may be. But. As far as future albums, because they've been hinting at like the last couple of years, I'm actually going to put some two to two together. I think uh, Jim Root actually made a comment. Like one of his quotes was, Slipknot is just going to one day just disappear. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a grand farewell. It's not going to be a... just going to implode and go into the sunset. It's just going to fade away. <laughs> It'll be gone. <laughs> and nobody will ever... Kaput. <laughs> Everyone will just be like left to wonder, like why, how, yeah. what, if. 
I'm actually wondering. I feel like that's going to be a tool thing. Too. If Mr. Root <laughs> was kind of hinting at the fact, it's like, listen, either eight of us are sick of ta Corey Taylor. Maybe Corey, Corey Taylor's Taylor. sick of us. <laughs> yeah, one of the two. Because Corey Taylor has also had interviews, too. It's like, listen, I can't do Slipknot forever. He, yeah. I can't be out there, like, headbanging, growling, screaming, yelling, like, whatnot forever. Like, it's not infallible. Like, it's not something that I can... When the last, like, not the last album before. He was saying that, like, you know, he's getting older. He can't do the stuff that he used to do, like... I think he actually... There was another thing that I read. I think he actually, like compared himself to like the Rolling Stones it's like we're not gonna be like the Rolling Stones we're not gonna be doing this in our 70s <laughs> and still making children too Stones yeah. oh. like, remember when they did the Super Bowl and it was horrible try not to oh. and he's like can you imagine us being like 70 years old and like not being able to like have like the energy of like a Slipknot show like now like that doesn't work like a bad Halloween party so even he's actually kind of hinted it's like when Slipknot when the time for Slipknot to go away is right it's gonna go away so Long story short, all the articles I'm going to link to uh, this episode, Corey Taylor has already hinted at the fact that he already has lined up a second <clears throat> solo album. I'm surprised. So he's going to finish his first one. He's going to tour his first one. He's going to finish up his Slipknot dates, and it's going to lead him in to his second solo album. Interesting. Slipknot might be gone come 2021. It's like no more Slipknot. Oh, no. Stop. And, <laughs> well, one of the things, because I haven't brought up to my co-hosts yet, we've done a lot of tribute albums. I mean, Slipknot is like one of those ones. Like, they've been around for 20 They're years. They're the best they, new metal band that's ever been. They have some <laughs> They have some iconic-ass albums. Like, it's yeah. like one of those ones that we're going to have to, like, tribute some time to it. Yeah. We actually might have seen... The best of Slipknot. The best and... Last. The last mm -hmm. of Slipknot. <clears throat> Slipknot might be gone. The blessed, the blast of the Slipknot. The, ooh, that's better. The, ooh, that's not. Mm. <laughs> Just <Careful>. pictured clown. <laughs> not, even, not, even, not even music wise, though. But like we, we even saw them. How many years ago did we see? Like four or five. That's when the. Um, <clears throat> they didn't even sell out. No, because remember there's we got moved up. There was a Slipknot headliner, and they said, that, "Yeah, guys, move up. Like go I'm under sorry, sorry, like where it's not raining." It's when uh, that their um, the gray chapter came out actually, 2014 ish. I would imagine. That's absolutely correct. Yes, it's that's a good album. I actually like that album quite a lot. It's an era that we're all gonna have to like look into, but like you know what, they made it. It's kind of like, it, and I hate to go sport fan reference, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. They lasted for twenty years. Well, they had eight fucking, uh, they had nine fucking dudes in a band. I can't even get a band of five people like in the same room at the same time. Like nope. most of the time. Never minute. mind fucking nine of them. How many people are in Stone Sour? Five, I think. Uh, five, I believe. I believe it was a five piece. Two guitarists, bass player, drummer. Huh. Okay. Right. Just curious. Go on. Just saw a connotation between nine members, nine Super Bowl appearances. <laughs> uh, I, <guess laughs> I was like, there's six members of Stone Sour. I'm going to be really worried about mm, the lineup of these numbers. <laughs> wait, a minute, wait a minute. There's this conspiracy about the amount of... <laughs> Get your calculator ready. Quackalator. We didn't have nine Super Bowl appearances, though. Yes, we did. 
We lost three Super Bowls, two to the Giants and one to the Eagles, and we won six. Oh, you're yes, right. We, we, did, we did, did win six. Okay, I, I retract. <laughs> <laughs> well, why are you coming at me, bro? Calm down. <laughs> it's just football. It's a podcast. It's simple, it's just simple football, math. yeah. Simple math. Simple Get math. another beer. But <laughs> so the feud that I present to you guys today might actually be interesting. the beginning of the end of the legendary, infamous Slipknot. Slipknot. Cannot slip. Ooh, there you go. let's make a band called Cannot Slip with a K. There you go. And with that being but said, like for K can. apostrophe, not slip. So cannot slip. K A N. If we have no other digresses or other stories that we have to uh, cover today, that's it, man. We have a interesting a main big event. Let's talk about Quattro <sighs> main event. Okay, here's our pause. This is the Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack. Big four. I should put my headphones on so I can. Wait, what are we doing? What are we doing? Doing a main event? Oh. Or we can drink more whiskey. Dave, do you want want to drink? No, Dave. I don't. No, I don't. Dave. You can have the good one. So, remember what I said earlier about, you know, people telling you no about drinking and how hard it is to say no to someone offering you (laughs) a drink? Yeah, but. That was actually really good. I would love to try it a different night. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now hit me. Wait, what? Oh, this (laughs) still smells like cat (laughs) butt and whiskey. Oh, my God. Smell this glass. Yeah, I was actually thinking about this. Smell it. I was actually thinking about this. We have to actually rinse the glasses. Yeah, smell it. Please smell smell this. Please smell what I just smelled. Anyone? Okay. This is like that thing where like your girlfriend like tell like eats something like disgusting, right? and she it smells like, like whiskey. And oh cat my food. god, this is the worst thing I've ever tasted. No, you should Try definitely it. you should definitely smell your glass. I don't want to smell. No, it. you really smell should. It glass. smells like dried cat food and whiskey. <sighs> Marcus, can we smell just, your glass. No, can we just Marcus smell your can glass? Can we just rinse the glasses? Marcus, smell your glass. I will drink my regimental whiskey out of the. <laughs> we are glass. the three musketeers. I hate tears. And two of especially us, especially with muscles. If yes. I smell my glass, will somebody else go rinse these? Nope. <laughs> The fuck is that? Right, cat food, dry <laughs> cat food, and whiskey. It's a little specific, right? It, it, tell me your, I'm wrong. Was that your breakfast this morning? No, I wish. Right, before been... we get to our main event, we need to yeah. rinse these. We oh, need to drink. Lord. We need to drink r- real whiskey. Real, real, real whiskey. Is that right? Real whiskey. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> real whiskey. We, 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 we need to. We need to wheel some real whiskey. <laughs> we need to drink some real whiskey. All right, we'll be back. We need a pause. Enough of your psychobabble bullshit. Get on with it already. For tonight's main event, <clears throat> I Yay, would like. Main event. Woo! All right. So for many, 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 many years, there was a, there's been a, a terminology uh, been thrown around in like the metal community called the. If you don't use it, you lose it. It's not the. The plunder bus? That's what we're talking about. Hmm. Is that before or after the plunger? It's a little bit between. Oh. That explains the stuff. Unless you hook it to the door. Interesting. Interesting. All interesting. Now I'm like curious. Like, like, wait, what are we talking about? (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) What am I going to lose if I don't use it? Uh, Hmm. That's a good question. Um, (laughs) There's a... So once upon a time, like there there was a thing called the, the quote... End quote, big four of metal. 
Mm -hmm. uh, the Big Four medal back in the day, like late 80s, early 90s, was always considered to be Metallica, Slayer, Megadeth, and arguably, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> that, that fourth one can get wonky. Anthrax. Yeah. yeah. When I saw that, I was like, ah. now the thing, the thing about the big four was like, the big four was kind of thrash metal. It seemed to be yeah. like it was all thrash. Although I don't, metal. I don't consider Megadeth very thrashy. Oh, they're thrashy. Yeah. That's thrash metal. Megadeth. Megadeth. Oh, Megadeth is like completely thrash metal, really? and like that that created like all the wars like who's better metallica megadeth um you know and and i say arguably anthrax anthrax had like this we like this cult following mm. but they're arguably never have been as huge as like a metallica yeah, or they were megadeth. Kind of, um, and slayer oh is a is a speak for yourself yeah at, at, at that point so the big four is always like one been thrash metal yeah. Two, Ben, the comparison point for every band from 90s, early 2000s, the teens, and here we go in the century. But the thing that I had with the big four was might be this much outdated. Yeah. He's holding his fingers apart. I know you guys can't see that, but. Hey, you're the same guy the last episode that said, yeah, well, I feel like that's here, but not here. You're welcome. (laughs) So, what I wanted to do today was I wanted to discuss amongst the uh, three hosts what our personal big fours are. And when I kind of thought about this and what I presented to these guys... Are like so you're gonna get like our personal feelings is like what like really was our iconic like metal artists from you know our lifetime like leading up to now, but ultimately the big four needs to be updated. Yeah, because it's not Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax, and Slayer anymore. Slayer is over. They're gone. Anthrax still. Still somewhat strong, but I'm going to go back to that thing. They're mm. arguably a big four. Megadeth, I mean, Dave Mustaine is... He's, he came back. Carpal tunnel. He's working on new stuff, though. Vocal surgery. <laughs> like, Cancer. <laughs> yeah, he's been through a lot. And Metallica, well, I'm sorry. Metallica <laughs> hasn't put out a good, a good album since 1995. Is that when Black came out? 94, 95? Uh, Black came out in uh, I like 91. a lot of riffs from a lot of their new songs. I'll say that. The Black album. You think of the Black album, right? Yeah. 91. That was 91. I only know that because it was the same year as Born, so that's the only reason I know that. That's what you know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of Load. Load, and the Load was 95, correct. 95 and 97, 90 f- 98. Yeah. Because I actually... The reload. I'm actually probably one of the <clears throat> only human beings on the planet that actually didn't mind Load. I like King Nothing. I didn't realize the album cover was like semen mixed. Yeah, in. that was the thing. And blood, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, yep. Spirit cooking. Yeah, that's wonder, weird. No wonder that's they weird. blew up. Now, <clears throat> they blew up. Thanks, right. Hollywood. <laughs> to, to um to start this conversation, like we actually uh, we put some uh, posts out <clears throat> up on the uh, the social medias, and like 
I actually like some of the answers, so I actually wanted to cool. hi- I actually wanted to highlight some of these and like the, like some of the interpretations. So the actual post that I threw up there was <clears throat> quote unquote the original quote unquote big four, Metallica, Slayer, Megadeth, and Anthrax. Use any genre of metal. What would be your big four? That was a challenge. Sure, it was. I seen it. We got some cool stuff out of it, though. Yeah, there was a whole lot of really... I was actually surprised by a lot of answers. You can almost tell, and it's funny, you can almost tell, like, how old yeah, people are. Yeah, definitely. Just by, like... Definitely. Where the genre, the, the band... But are. is that not what we're doing, though? No. And that's like, exactly we're dating ourselves based on, you know, what our experience was, and you got to think, like, the coming-of-age time, you know? Now, some of these guys, like, took this, like, very literal. Like, our buddy Patrick. Yeah, we love him. Oh, I love Pat. Pat from uh, uh, Brutal Business mm-hmm. Entities and uh, Nine Such Method and um, uh, fuck Skythe. No. Seethe. Seethe. Thank Seethe. you. Skythe. <laughs> Sorry, oh, Pat. Scrape. Skype. <clears throat> Sorry, Patrick. Uh, the Grunge Big Four. Allison Chains, Soundgarden, Nirvana, Stone Temple Pilots. Easily. Yeah. Easily. Like zero question. I have mm-hmm. zero, absolutely zero, argument to that. His more interesting answer was Mathcore. Yeah, that's that's a road I'm never going to go down, so you can have that big four, bud. I couldn't tell you. Is Rings of Saturn on there? Well, I'm going to I'm gonna name the four, and then I'm actually going to... I'll talk about... Uh, let me name his four. His four was uh, a band called Botch, yep. Dillinger Escape Plan, <laughs> As the Sun Sets, and Converge. Right, Converge. I'm going to actually add to this. <clears throat> Did you know that Mudvayne... Was originally considered mathcore. Probably their older stuff. I can see it. Their Just first the album, weird enough. LD50, yeah. was considered mathcore. Jeez. This doesn't surprise me. Never occurred to me that Mudvayne would be considered I mean, listen, mathcore. Listen to Dig. Yeah. Just that weird, that don't, 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 like the way it's created. Like, I get it. The, I. I think the bass player alone well, yeah, does true. that because that bass player is like phenomenal. <laughs> you listen to Dig, you like you think you're listening to like a, a simple like no like chord riff. He's no. going ham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like look at the bass line, bro. Like there's there's bass line spikes notes. all there's, over the place. There's 28 fucking it. notes probably uh-huh. in that that initial riff, like kind of a thing. So I thought that was like an interesting take. Here's what I wanted to talk about. The Metalcore Big Four. Ooh. Now, when we all do our other our personal Big Fours, <clears throat> I personally did not go to, like, one single genre. I actually went with everybody that's, like, meant yeah. something. Like, the, the biggest bands. One. And I tried doing it to a point where it's like, you know what? These are a band that has a draw. These are a band that has, like, you're not going to get, like, a lot of... I would with, like, a presence in, in the world. Like they were exactly. Like, you know like I mean? it like was like they were part of like growing up, and that's like what I heard the most. Those were like the names out there. So, friend mm. of the show, comedian Jake Hawkins, metalcore. Don't As know. I lay dying. Yep. Which he was very. Was was, yeah, he was. Yeah, I wonder why that was his first answer. Um, Kill switch engage. Yep. All that remains. Okay. On Earth. Okay. Unearth doesn't. 
That's a local thing. Like, you yeah. know what? If you if you're into local, three metal, of those four are local. Yeah, because I don't think all, no all the remains is. Yeah, kill switches. Yep. I don't know about as I lay dying. I'm not sure. On no, that no, that's what I'm is. saying though. But unearth but unearth and unearth, is, yeah. unearth kill switch and ATR. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Interesting. That's a cool take though. Yeah. Like I I started this list because I was like. It made me think. It's like, oh, as far as like iconicness, I'm like, oh, oh, maybe ish, Ooh. maybe. <laughs> Ooh. So, if you had to like metalcore that list, right? Like, if you're just going like metalcore, like who out of that four would you take out? Would I take out metalcore? Uh, the one you uh, gave just metalcore. If you want just metalcore, me personally, out of those, I would take out an earth. Yeah, me too. See, I'm as early dying. He's got the cleans though. Yeah, so does on Earth now. Do they? I, I don't know. Now. Everybody does. I don't, I don't Everybody know. does now. I mean, it really doesn't <laughs> matter. This is all speculative anyway. <laughs> uh, I got two. I can I can throw out unless you want to finish your list first. From well, the, he was talking uh, about their their list. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, 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 I know. Please, please, well, yeah, yeah. I'm still on. The, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I got the one from the world metal scene. Uh, this one was actually put as the big four of Stoner Doom. Ooh. So we have Black Sabbath, Stoner Doom, yep, uh, Trouble, Electric Wizard, which I have heard, and Sleep. I only know Electric Wizard and Black Sabbath, but I, I see, like I can get on board with at least th- those two for Stoner Doom. <coughs> There's another one on that chat, and I don't mean to cut you off. No, you're fine. But I actually think like this could arguably be. A more modern, like this one actually, like all the submissions that we had, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this could actually be like a modern big four. We should have taken all of them and seen which ones had the top four numbers. Because yeah. like going on like the criteria is like you have to like <laughs> think of like something is like somebody has a presence, somebody who has an influence and like whatnot. And to be fair, out of these four, there's only one that I actually kind of disagree with, but I still personally enjoy. Uh, this gentleman, I'll try to say his name, Raj, Ranjit. Just talked about him. Slipknot. Ah, <clears throat> uh, yes. Parkway Drive, Avenged Sevenfold, and Disturbed. Mm-hmm. Now, three out of four of those, I... If I was going with a modern big four, yeah, I heavily agree with. Unfortunately, as much as I love Parkway Drive, I, I love they, Parkway Drive to death, but I they would not be a big they four. They don't. They don't match. They're not big enough, in like, my opinion. Like they're up there with like my binky, like August like, Burns Red. Like that's. See, I think like, August is honestly more popular than Parkway. See, I don't think they are. You don't think so? Because Parkway's got more radio play. Uh, yeah, I mean now I guess. And more radio play. I. Radio playability. Okay, that's probably yeah. There's I mean, more now radio playability with yeah. Parkway Drive, and it's like that. It's an interesting take because it's like you know what? Three out of four of those, like Slipknot, Disturbed, Avenged Sevenfold, they have all mm-hmm. of the criteria. Yeah, they're huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they play it. If they play it a tour, honestly, and I don't mean want to say this, but if you wanted to put like the now. If you replace Parkway with Five Finger Death Punch, technically, that's a tough I one. I think you know what I mean. As much as they're hated, they're technically still 
Yeah, yeah. that's one of those things. You as know much what I as mean? Five Finger Death Punch is hated. They're huge. Five mm-hmm. Finger Death Punch can sell out a tour. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think the hate for Five Finger actually fuels their platform. Yeah, probably. Truthfully. You know, the issue with Five Finger is that they're, they have the talent, but they don't have the attitude to follow up on it. Yeah, there's like no... They it's ha- like, they're it's all like, horribly talented. Like, they're like all fucking teaser, phenomenal. It's like a teaser band. Yeah, but they just don't really, like... Poof. So, there's another mention that I would like to bring up. Is it the new metal one? No, this one actually kind of, like, went over all genres. Okay. And I kind of like her take about it. Uh, one of which I actually have no prior knowledge to, but, you know, we'll give it we'll give mm-hmm. it its due. Um, she recognized Slayer. She, this is uh, Erica Lared. Slayer, Pantera, Tool, Red Fang. I'm not sure Red Fang. He sounds like a Marvel villain. That's, yeah, re- that's Red Skull. That's right. That's what I'm thinking. But what's cool <clears> about <throat> this list is you got to go over, once again, the criteria. It's like iconic. Um, like setting a pace. Mm-hmm. Like... Uh, and I th- actually think like this is a cool s- not knowing Red Fang, mm-hmm. unfortunately. So you lost me there. But like yeah, the first three, no it's okay. Slayer, Pantera, Tool. Yeah, you're talking about like you got thrash, you got your heavy metal, you got your. I don't even know how to classify Tool. I'll call it progressive. Yeah, it's yeah uh, progressive. Different. Probably the closest you'll get to it, I guess. So I'll call Maybe. it. But at the same time, it's like that's tough to though because like prog metal like can be yeah. something of its own. But post pre yeah, you gotta get into like potato, the post pre die fucking pudding metal like whatever. Yeah. Uh, uh, let me bring up the uh, there's a new metal one. Is Which, this Bruce? Yeah. All right, got from Bruce McNabb. This um, Dave, you might get behind some of this. Yeah, I doubt it. Fortunately, the first one is Limp Bizkit. Technically, yeah. it's two metal. It's new metal, and they they are Why in the criteria. Because Limp Bizkit. Um, All right, we're gonna talk about this in later episodes. Uh, Lincoln Park, Corn, <laughs> and the biggest new metal band Slipknot. <laughs> but I mean, if it's in, it's all in that era. You know what I mean? Like it's in that time frame of when that was out. I feel like it's tough though. Corn's <clears throat> not a new metal band. Absolutely there. Yeah. Do you guys really consider them a new metal band? I do. 100%. Let me check. Two seconds. Asking your wife doesn't count, Dave. I'm not asking her. I actually feel like Korn started the I new want, metal I want to see. I want to see what the official statement says and before I say And we may or may not I talk about this later. Uh, the uh, oh, wow. Yeah, it <clears> says they're an American new metal band. I never really, really? considered them new metal. Truthfully, I don't know. I always considered like new metal as like rapping. rapping. Yeah. yeah, and like John da- John Davis, he does like a lot of like he does weird talking stuff. So I get. I feel like I feel like Corn was like so out of the box that they're like ah, uh, we don't know what you are, so we're gonna we're gonna put you over here. I see but, where you're coming but, from. But Corn, so go with what you just said. Like, there's a lot of rapping, like. Because there was there was such a genre in like the mid to late nineties called rapcore, yeah. where yeah. there was like rap artists mm-hmm. that had like heavy metal like action. What corn did was, was what corn did was 
they took a heavy baseline and that's an understatement contributed <laughs> right. well no <laughs> yeah, really and, it is in all seriousness in all seriousness <laughs> right. like you got to think about this like what what is like the soul between rap music and like rap core there's a heavy baseline with like a fa- like a faster lyric like yeah. kind of a thing so they took the heavy baseline but they took that to like an nth degree added a tuning that nobody has ever heard of. <laughs> L, I don't know. <laughs> like prior to, like I. Thanks, I actually, Ed. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually curious. So, like, if they they invented like the A tuning, they invented something. I remember who was it that said they were driving down the down the road after they purchased a certain guitar, and they heard somebody playing it a way they never even imagined they'd play it, and it was corn. It was them playing it in like all the way drop tuning, like way, way, way down. I mean, so what you have to do is you have to actually t- like take the style and you have to like take Jonathan Davis out of it and like you have to like think is like the way that they constructed their music. It was like a heavy bass line with like a heavy guitar rift. And in all fairness, vocalized vocals like just yeah, like, express your poem. Like mm-hmm. he wasn't singing. It's true. Yeah, the oldest stuff, not even really. Yeah, I guess for me, I just never considered them yeah. new metal. I mean, it's but it makes sense. Yeah, it totally makes sense now. But like, you think of like, think about like all the headline tours that they did with so many other, you know, with Lincoln Park, with Limp Bizkit, with you know the all these other, yeah, Pod. tons of them. Saliva, saliva. Uh, this Can't believe how many one more. I want to I want to jump out of here, and uh, this is Kevin Eaton. He. Um, called it the Big Toxic Waltz 4. So this consists of Overkill, Testament, Creator, and Exodus. Which I almost feel like that's like a B-side to the Big 4. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like all thrash, mm. but like the guys that didn't make yeah, it yeah, to yeah. said to said like Big B-side. 4. It's kind of neat. I'll give one more shout out and the reason why I'll give this shout out because like this is probably actually closer to how I would construct my own personal like Big 4. This came in uh, two hours ago. Mm-hmm. Alexander Spence, Metallica, Iron Maiden, Slipknot, and Pantera. One of those things is not like the other. But <clears throat> if you put the rules in place, it's like we're trying to modernize the Big Four, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and like go with like our own. And I think this is, like, going to be, like, closer to, like, how I kind of shaped, like, my, like, music career kind of a thing. It's all it's all very interesting stuff. It, re- it really is. Because the fact that the Big Four was, like, all based on, like, thrash, like, yeah. kind of a thing. And, like, after, like, thrash metal, like, became popular in, like, the early 90s, late 80s, and, like, whatnot. It just spread into, like, this thing. Yeah. Like, Doom came out, Death came out. Which like. is funny, because before we go to ours, I got one more from Twitter, actually. Uh, our friend Defect um, reached out with his four, which consists, and this is kind of an interesting lineup here. So you have Municipal Waste, which is like... Yep. Judas Priest, Black Sabbath, and Dark Throne. You see, that's educated, though. Yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah. Because that's a guy that's like, okay, this is what I like, and this is how they got there. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. Essentially. Because I don't think we appreciate 
sometimes with like music fans, like the relationship between how like all the, these different genres actually like, come about mm-hmm. is like, why did death metal come about? Death metal came about because thrash metal started. Right. Yeah. Well, this is neat because you have municipal waste where they're kind of like that really grungy deathcore. Am I correct? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you have almost kind of beginning of that. You have Dark Throne, which is one of the originals for death metal, correct? Or yeah. do metal, right? And then you have Black Sabbath, as we've talked about being one of the God, you know the fathers of metal. Right? Fathers of metal. Like and then we even Judas, originated. even Judas Priest is almost in that power metal stage. Yeah, that's you know that, what I mean. That's power metal. Yeah, like so Judas Priest is power metal. It's kind of cool because it's almost like they're the grandfathers of different genres instead of just one genre. Like I like the way that was set up. No, it's a cool conversation because it's like, like listen, the people that are like, like one genre only. It's like, dude, yeah, that's close-minded. Like yeah. that's like go with whatever your your thing is, like kind of a thing. It's like metalcore originates off of new metal and heavy metal, right? Death metal originates off of thrash metal and doom metal. Like, it's... Like, all of these things, like, intertwine and, like, everybody, like, came off. And then you have the post, pre, like, all that yeah. all that nonsense. Like, I don't know, like, punk music, like, disappears. But, like... Du- punk music and like thrash music like turned into like mm-hmm. this alternative something or other and half of it turns to pop and half of it turns to aggressive alternative and like it's 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 cool to think about because you have to like go to like the the roots of like all like these subgenres because yeah. you got to go back to like 1983 like guys you had hard rock Heavy metal and rock music, and we all sprung <laughs> sprung from three, four, five different genres to what we are now, mm-hmm. like kind of a thing. It's all like it's layered. It's all layered. Like you build off of <laughs> like another an thing and you cake. Everybody Lasagna. Like, everybody so they never uh, brought that up in Trek. They didn't. How dare so they? Upset. So upset. Mike Myers. <laughs> So I actually thought this would be an interesting. This would be an interesting discussion today because I actually think you're going to get three really different personalities. I think me and Dave are going to be close. Yeah. From the uh, we grew up in the same era. And I I bet you you can probably predict what my four are, but I guarantee you guys can't predict the order. Vanilla Ice. Yep. um, The Frogger soundtrack. So who wants to start? I'll start. Who wants to share? I'll share. So I was fifteen. The <laughs> yeah, yeah. His name is Roger. And, uh, <laughs> he was an alien he was an from alien. American Dad. <laughs> Which one? Anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I based technically my four off of growing up, and when I really started to get into the music, because that's how I think of the big four. They're it's more or less a right. big start of where everything was kind of like the jumping off point. Right. So um, I'm going to take you back to the 2000s, 2001, 2000, okay? When we had an actual rock radio station known as AAF, okay? So 
This is obviously for Mass and New England people. If you're elsewhere, you probably wouldn't understand that. But these these four are the bands that were the most prominent at the time, and these are the bands that I really started to get in the music with. Um, first one, Disturbed. Disturbed. Which they first came out. You had the sickness. I mean, that was all over the radio. You had stupefy. Stricken. Any of those. Um, following it, corn, obviously, in the same era. You had Freak on a Leash. You had Got the Life. You know what I mean? Those were yep. all the big ones. The next one is System of a Down. That's a good mm. one. Because, that again, you had Chop Suey. You had Aerials. Yep. You know, uh, Toxicity. Those are all on the radio. Those are the big ones at the time. And then my last one is going to be Slipknot because I mean, they're the heavier side of it all. But again, you know, you had Duality. You know what I mean? We had all those big ones at the beginning. And these are the music that came out. And this is where I was like, this is the music I want to listen to. Yeah. These are the bands that really. Right. Speak I mean, don't get me wrong. There's plenty more. Yeah. But out of out of them, but these the main are the four. four that I right. think were the biggest ones in my mind. That's a great one. System of a Down was a great, great ad. Like that, that whole, f- that, f- that uh, Toxicity album alone, like, it's huge. Yeah. That's I like one of those bands, like that's like Tool right now. Like if System of a Down actually put out an album right now, it would be coveted like Tool. That's not looking so good though, at all. Yeah, I know. They haven't had any good luck with this, unfortunately. Right. But yeah, I mean, that's it's, this is like my childhood right here. This is the right. music that I grew up with. Yep. This is what got me to where I am now. Definitely. And the radio, like I said, the radio was a big thing because you don't hear the stuff as much this is never used this to. was on a yeah these were the four bands that were prominently there never i also to. contemplated with papa roach a lot too, yeah that was see, the, i was gonna say that was yeah. in the same era but yep. i think these guys came out more in my mind yeah i have honorable mentions for sure mm-hmm. uh, like i said it was like eight in my mind yeah but I'm like i gotta bring it down to four yeah that's truthfully that's about the number i think i had like seven or eight and i was like i was trying to get to the bottom of it and yeah. i figured out but i mean i even ran through like green day and stuff because i grew up with dookie like dookie was yeah. one of those albums that was awesome like that was one of the first punk related as jay would say music i get into you know i mean blink 182 anything like that you know those are all the bands that came out at that time right and they were like the big influences right but Pioneers. Yes. Want to go? Or you want me to start? <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors, monkey. Oh, this is how this always works. Why do you always guys pick the same thing? One, two, three, seven. One, oh, two, three, seven. You're gonna pick rock. You're <laughs> so gonna pick rock two, next. Three, seven. <laughs> <laughs> and you win. Told so, you. I have honorable mentions because. Um, this was bothering me. This was harder than I thought it would be. And I was like, wow, the big four. Like, I was like, oh, That's like, you know, the first four bands I started listening to. And then <clears throat> I was going back and I was like, what's the earliest bands that I listened to? I had a very sheltered childhood. So I went all the way back to Under Oath. Okay. And Skillet and mm. Pillar. And I was like, do I like these bands or is this all that I had? <laughs> and I was like, this is all that I had. I didn't. Like, I didn't love them. Like, yeah, they're okay. But, like, it wasn't my thing. Hmm. First band that did it for me was the first one I saw live. It was P.O.D. Mm -hmm. And it was when the Southtown album was out is when I saw them. So I saw them live before their best album came out. You know, before Satellite came out. That's neat to see, though. 
it was awesome because you get to see like a growth part, you know, yeah. and, like I remember Trey going crazy on stage and he mm. never would. He was always like this big stoic built mm. dude that would yeah. just beat the crap out of a bass and, you know, scream occasionally and whatever. But like just all, I don't know. I think that was like the first like big band that I was like, yeah, like all these guys are awesome. Them as a whole, like the whole band is great. Like you want to get to know each individual because of how well they jive together. Mm-hmm. So POD was definitely the, the first one for me. And then because I feel like they bridged the gap for me because they were more mainstream, even though they're a Christian new metal band. So I was like, oh, I listen to POD. So like they're, they're mainstream. Like people, other people are talking about them. Like, oh, it's cool. Like, so I liked them even more. And then I got into all these other bands that I was allowed to listen to, you know, stuff without language in it or whatever. Yep. And so at that time of that boom, <laughs> POD, boom, get it? Satellite? Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, is when Lincoln Park started blowing up, and I feel like POD opened me up to Lincoln Park because, like, I feel like it was Makes just like sense. a ride. The it was like a wave, genre, you know. It was roughly. a wave because I was like, "Wow!" Like I'm getting into the scene, and that's when they were climbing, and then their lyrics and everything else, and like, I don't know, it all just <laughs> came together for me. So it was very tough for me because, like you said, Papa Roach was a was a big influence, mm-hmm. but like. So I listened to the entire Getting Away with Murder album, and I could tell That's you... an awesome album. It is an awesome album. It absolutely is. And I could tell you all of the lyrics to all those songs. I still remember all of them. I still remember all those songs. I still think Do or Die is one of my favorite Papa Roach songs ever. Um, but I didn't love it. Okay. It was awesome, mm-hmm. but I didn't love it. And I think that was the first time in my adult life I've been like, wow, like... You know, I met all this criteria for that, but, like, they didn't make the cut. I was like, mm-hmm. wow, I was surprised that Papa Roach didn't make the cut for me. And I was like, well, well, who did? And I kind of, I never got into, I never went looking for metalcore stuff. Sure. I never did. Um, I found this next band by accident because I was dating a chick that had them as her song on her MySpace or something. And I heard the song, and it was really catchy. And I was like, wow, like heavy bands are actually starting to do this now where they have like really catchy choruses, but they're still like crazy heavy. It was All That Remains is Calling. Yep. That double bass, man. It was like, I was like, wow, like it's just, this is just like an epic, like it just makes me want to like break a cinder block wall with my face. This song is awesome. I don't think they swear either. They well, at least didn't. Back then. Yeah, they didn't. The new one. They do does. now. But then from ATR, I went to Kill Switch. I had never heard of Killswitch, and I, I found Killswitch because of ATR. Yep, and I love, I wholeheartedly love Killswitch. And so I was like, should I put Papa Roach or ATR? And I was like, no, man. Like, ATR developed my love for Killswitch. Like, I those are my big four. <laughs> it's POD, LP, ATR, and KSE. That's okay. And they're all acronyms. That's strange, but. That is weird. Those are my big, I, I just, okay. I couldn't, like, that was my wave. That was my, that was like, yeah, I love metal. Like, that was when I finally realized, like, wow, like, metal music is actually my thing. Mm-hmm. Like, real metal music, too. It's not like Christian metal, like, Jesus is the answer! <laughs> I don't think any of those are Christian metal. Yeah, well, P.O.D. is... P.O.D. Uh, no, P.O.D. Not, got exiled. They're not. Yep, not anymore. So, they're still labeled as Lady that. Park's technically never been a Christian band. No, they, were ne- they never they were. They just never swore. They just didn't swear, yeah. and that's what Please made... the and, masses. And that was the thing, like, you know, you, we went from the grunge era, where it was like, talk about the darkest, nastiest, most awful stuff <laughs> you can possibly think of. I know. Rape Make a song me. called Rape Me. Yeah. Yep, yep. And they did. Yep. And it was... 
extremely like dark and like powerful and like mm-hmm. it just grabbed you by the throat and like threw you around. Go on. But <laughs> but like I feel like people started realizing like oh well like you know people aren't blowing up as much because they're not reaching as much of an audience and I think mm-hmm. that's where the clean stuff came in. Yep. And so they rode that Very wave, true. but then Linkin Park kind of went through their own like I feel like mm-hmm. every artist does this where they like they want to be more than they are no matter how far they make it. And they want to change their sound. They want to change their things or whatever. And it, it all like metastasized after that. But then after, like Mike Shinoda and Chester Bennington, each in their own individual projects, would swear all the time. Yeah, I mean, look but at, the only uh, album that they swore in was Minutes to Midnight. That was the first. One. That, yeah. that was the third one. Given up, album. right? Yeah, it was, was the first song on there too. Given up, bleed it out. There's swears in. Yep. Um, I'm trying to. Th- oh, uh, I think No More Sorrow has swears too. And it's just. Like, it's whatever. Like, I don't care, you know, but... Fort Minor, that's... I couldn't think oh, of... Oh, yeah. I couldn't think yeah. of Shinobu's other... Shinobu's well, so, truthfully, the, the, the real thing was, was when they did that Jay-Z mashup album. Yeah. That's when it changed. Yeah. Like, that's when they put... Like, I remember listening to that album, and I was like, parental advisory? Oh, it's Jay-Z. And it's like, that's... no, Chester's swearing in the microphone. I was like, oh, that's different. Okay. But, yeah, I digress. No, that's a good one. Very nice. Thanks. See, before, Mark, I mean, to- I almost... Totally unpredictable. I almost picked... Like a little bit farther. So I had two like eras. I had the era that I explained and then I had the newer era where and, and it all started when I went to Taste the Chaos where you had a Treyu, Bullet My Valentine, and Event Sevenfold. Like those were like the three that I was like like another whole nother branch. But just honorable mentions. And a tray yeah, Treyu I said. Marcus, what you got? So the um before I actually give you, like, my big four, I wanted to, I actually wanted to pay homage to, like, the original big four, like, a little bit. Because you know what? Anthrax was, like, really important to me. I like Anthrax. Metallica. Madhouse. Was actually, like, really important to me. Wow. Like, Injustice for All. It's a great album. Um, Master of Puppets. Master of Puppets is a huge one. Even the Black Album, Load, and Reload, like, were all very important to me, like, growing up, because I actually think my first experience with Metallica was, like, uh, was the Load Album, and King Nothing. That's a great song. King Nothing, Hero of the Day. Isn't isn't it so crazy how they have such a distinct Metallica? Like, you can hear any song rather than, oh, it's Metallica. Yeah. That's now, a, they lost me, like Garage Days, Inc., and mm-hmm. St. Anger, and whatever they're coming out with now, like, kind of a thing. Like, it's just, it's too garage-ish, like, kind of a thing. But I wanted to, I wanted to give homage to the original four, because I loved original Metallica. I was never a big Megadeth guy. I wouldn't either. I feel like a lot of people weren't. <laughs> I feel like that was like a... A feud more it's, than it's anything. Literally, feast or famine. It was in a long. Oh, it's one of those feud. things. You're either a Metallica guy or yeah, a Megadeth there's guy. No, there's and no apparently, I was a Megadeth. I was a Metallica guy, and the Megadeth people are like, "Oh, well." I'm Pretty like, much. "Bro, it's okay." That's before the Twitter. Yeah, I feel like that's, that's a. Cla- I feel like beef. it's a classic case of what sounds good and what's technically good. Mm. Yeah. You know, 
Been I feel like Metallica has the the popular wave, and Megadeth is like, no, no, but he's way more talented, so the respect goes. It's like, okay, <clears throat> technically, I get it, but it's if he doesn't have that, the, it's honestly, and it all comes down to what you grow up with. Yeah, and I actually read a post, and just real quick, it was like a thing that said your favorite music genre is the one you grew up with. Yeah, because think about it, that's how <laughs> it always works. Tell me I'm wrong. Like, well, that guy would have had a fucking mess. <laughs> trying to write my book. But no, think about it, though. Like, that's the music that you grew up with. That's the style you grew up with. And that's usually how you're a fan of Oh, absolutely. Whatever. You know like, what I mean? You wake up, and, like, <clears throat> this is available. That's cool. I like that. You mm-hmm. follow it. Exactly. <clears throat> and it's like... Listen to a lot of ACDC in my time. You know what? Even back in the day, like, like kind of like going like to, like, right now, like, we always make fun of the fact, like, there's, like, so much saturation right now. Like, you actually have to, like, put in, like, an effort mm-hmm. to, like, find, like, new music like, <clears throat> out there. But the thing was, like, even back in the day, it was almost kind of like the same way. Like, 95 to 2000, you couldn't just learn a new music genre. Yeah. Right. You heard you it on the radio. Up, you stumble upon it. Or find you heard it on the radio or you saw it live. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Like, there wasn't... Video games. You were There wasn't a Spotify. <laughs> sure. There wasn't fucking... Um, Pretty sure I... iMesh. LimeWire. No, no, no. Lime, there wasn't LimeWire. There wasn't a... What the hell's the one that the fucking Metallica debate? Napster. Napster. Thank you. There Napster. wasn't Napster. Like, Napster wasn't there in, like, 95, yeah. 96, nope. 97. Like, you had to actually <clears throat> seek this shit out. So, people actually talk about, and, like, we've talked about ad nauseum, that, like, it's oversaturated. And I reflect on it. It's like, you know what? It was just as hard back then yeah. to find new music, especially something, like, you really liked. Mm-hmm. Just because you had a radio station... Like AF or BCN mm-hmm. that was feeding you what you were supposed that. to listen to. They would put FYE, yeah. right? <laughs> they would put like the concert series out. It's like, hey, this is what you should be listening to, mm-hmm. right? And it's amazing because, like, I think about it like what it was like then and what it's like now. It's like, yeah. We're so oversaturated, but back then, we didn't have the means either. It was more scarce. Like, you had to go fucking find it. Yeah. Like, you had to actually get in your car and go down the street to, like, a... Newberry Comics. Like, a local Legion, massive, like, American Legion, because, like, five bands were, like, playing that night, and, like, you had to actually, like, go seek it out. It was just as hard back then as it is now. Mm Mm-hmm. So I, w- I wanted to just quickly. Metallica was actually like really important to me, like in the beginning. Yeah. The first Metallica album that I ever heard was Load. I remember I used to have sleepovers like with a couple of buddies, and like we were actually like singing like Hero of the Day, uh, King Nothing. We actually mm-hmm. went to the Boston fucking Museum of Science, and did the uh, big laser show, and uh-huh. I actually had like Metallica. Yeah. Laser that. Metallica yep. was like there. Uh, we went to that, like, and it was primarily that. It, it was important music to me, mm-hmm. and it was like one of those things I had to like grow into hating them. Yeah, that's true. Like the more I knew, 
the more the more I knew is like, oh well, that wasn't that great, or this wasn't that great. I, I see. I've always been like, I hate the band, not the music. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good. That's a good. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like the people in the band, but I enjoy the music they put out. Like, and then I go over the other big four. Like I said, I'm not a big Megadeth guy. I never have been. Mm-hmm. I probably never will be. I like, don't think there's there's I'll nothing, ever be. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with it, but like. You know, like, it's like one of those things. It's like, my favorite Megadeth song is the song Trust. Trust is good. And it's, I I don't think they've ever played it live. Because it's on their nothing of a nothing album that they ever put out. And Slayer? I respect Slayer. Raining Blood's good. But I don't love Slayer. And Slayer aged out. So, like, when I was actually, like... When I was actually going like through like this uh, this exercise like kind of a thing, because that's the other thing, these old bands like Anthrax doesn't hold up to music today. Yeah, I love Anthrax. Yeah, there's like, a lot that don't. There's a lot that don't even compare. They don't even come like, close. Attack of the Killer Bees is a great album, <laughs> but it doesn't hold up yeah. to today. So I put all of these considerations in, and I tried to actually like come up with something. That like actually like you know kind of like developed like me as like a music, as a music fan. That's kind of what I imagine. And right, I was trying to also go off of like you know the ones that I like I've I've obviously like put on a pedestal like throughout like this podcast, in the hundred something episodes that we've been doing this. Um, the first one is very easy. My power progressive heavy metal band is Iron Maiden. I love Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. I still think actually holds up today. If they actually put up a tour, people are going to go to it. Yeah, Book of Souls, man. Um, it's huge. <clears throat> it's everything. They embody everything that I've ever wanted in like a live act. Like they have a, the visual aspect, the musical aspect, um, the aesthetically pleasing aspect. Mm-hmm. Like, so Iron Maiden would be my first. My second... And I'm giving them major props because, one, they come from Sweden. Two, they have survived into this decade. I know who it is. Is In Flames. In Flames has modified themselves into a Swedish deathcore band Mm -hmm. into a Swedish, I hate to use the word pop. I'd go with, like, metalcore. But they have metalcore. It's his vocal range is iconic. Mm-hmm. Their guitars are unmatchable, mm-hmm. and their sound is like where it needs to be. So I mean, like, and they have survived since. I mean, they're going on three decades. Yeah, it's true. Three decades worth of music. Yep. Which is the same thing Metallica has done. But what I will tell you is, in flames actually lives up like actually is modernized enough to the point where they stand up for like for today my third band <clears throat> out of my big four represents my new metal because i grew up in new metal yeah i grew up with limb biscuit i grew up with pod i grew up with lincoln park i grew up with the band that I'm going to choose, which is Corn. Okay. 
So I was, I was thinking you'd go machine head. Ah, uh, see, not quite. Yeah. Threw me for a loop. Uh, but corn has survived generations. They're yeah, innovative. True. They've evolved for sure. We In more ways said, than one. Yeah, they, <laughs> that they was like a roller coaster uh, for a little while. Sure was. What they're definitely innovative. Like they survived, like you know, like swings and like whatnot. And they're huge. If corn puts on a concert right now, people are going to that concert. Oh, I'd be there. One thing I like about corn is that no matter what roller coaster part you're on, they still sound like corn. You still know it's corn. Well, that's what I respect about them is that they've changed. The way they like they've they've been open to new things, mm-hmm. but they've still maintained their integrity. even in like the Skrillex ones. You hear Jonathan Davis, like, right? It's still corn. You know what I mean? Regardless. You have to respect the fact it was 1994. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. The family, corn family self-titled album store. was 1994. We are three years away from a 30-year anniversary crazy. of the corn self-titled debut. 27 years. Blind. Is 26 years old. Ba-na-na-na. That is Ba-na-na-na. in my brain insanity. Because I actually still think that is one of the most iconic metal song openings. Ba-na-na-na. Are like, you ready? Are you ready? Will that's like Y2J Platinum. Like that's like Fozzy. Oh, that, like that's out of this world. Yeah. That's let's get ready to rumble in boxing yeah. to metal right now. Yeah, that's true. It's Are you ready? If anybody ever did that in a song, you would crucify the shit out of them. <laughs> like, go fuck yourself, bro. Nineteen ninety four corn, blind. Yeah. That's where that came from. Do not ever try to pull are you ready it's before a, line before a breakdown? Because that's corn. Are you not ready? Aren't you ready? Aren't you ready? <laughs> so Aren't last but late? not least, I had to uh, I had to full circle. So I got my new metal. I got my prog, my heavy metal. Um, so I had to I had to, I had to encompass this encompass this. And you know what? I had two bands I had to think of. I had to think of my icon. I had to think of uh, Corey Taylor. Corey Taylor, like, really is my icon. He's been my icon for a long time. If I ever was, like, sitting in a room with that man, I don't even know what I would ask him because I would probably... Ah. <sighs> and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm an old-ass fucking man, and I never put people on that kind of pedestal, like, kind of thing. I like try, like try to think. So my first instinct was, like, Slipknot. It has to be Slipknot. But at the same time, no. That doesn't encompass my music lifetime. What encompasses my music lifetime is Mark Morton, Randy Blythe, Lamb of God, and Lamb of God. Lamb of God. Because what I have to think when I think of like my music lifetime is like I have to think like iconic. And I have to think of the combination of individuality originality if they were to put on a tour who would buy the tickets fucking everybody i know they really thought you would have gone with deftones uh, which also has news 
Yeah, that's a different thing. See, that's... If you talked to me in 2001, I absolutely would have. Yeah. Yeah. Around the Fur, Adrenaline. Those are those are great albums for me. Yeah, first, uh, but Lamb of God was 2000. Lamb of God? Like, Randy Blythe is it. Like, so, like, my binky has always been, as a band, August Burns Red, as a vocalist, Corey Taylor. Randy Blythe and Mark Morton are doing it for me right now. And they keep doing it. Like, they just came out. Like, we're going to talk about this like at the end of the year because it's going to be in my... I can almost guarantee you it's going to be in my 2020 awards. Yeah. Unless something, yeah, like, new album. amazing, like, comes out. But these guys are heavy metal. And yeah. I consider myself heavy metal. Heavy metal. Like all these subgenres and like whatnot, new metal, rap core, uh, deathcore, metalcore, like whatnot. Spongle. I consider myself a heavy metal Not guy again. at the end of the day. I've always been a heavy metal guy at the end of the day. Yeah. And I would tell you, like, you know what? Back between '95 and '05, us metal guys, we knew how to party. And that's what Lamb of God is to me. Lamb of God, like, we know how to party, man. Lamb of God is fucking metal. It's guitar riffs. It's iconic vocals. It's crazy breakdowns. It's awesome crowd presence. And it's a super live presence. Yeah. So they absolutely have to, like, round up my top five. So, you know, I got my pass. I got my prog. I got my Iron Maiden. Corn, Lamb of God, dude. All right, I'm on board with that. Pantera, Pantera, and In Flames, man, because <laughs> In Flames, yeah. my fucking god, those Swedes, dude. They're crazy, man. They get born fucking. They get born know how knowing how to do fucking scales. Mm -hmm. It's retarded. That's true. You ever seen the movie The Lion King? I actually think you get thrown off the cliff. If you don't know at least one scale, <laughs> coming in Sweden after after you're born, uh -huh. yeah, probably. I've actually uh, I've never seen The Lion King. The Lion, you know. I was just gonna see if he was gonna no, I, break I out the wrong. VHS. <laughs> We're gonna watch it it's, right now. It's Disney, of course you've seen it. <laughs> yeah, right. Like every other. Oh. This was um. <laughs> Even though it was a ripoff. I don't. I don't actually know if the the, the guys like took this as uh, personally as I did, but like this was a cool challenge because yeah. like yeah. I had to. I had to like took actually think. I, I thought. I thought about this. It's mm -hmm. like, yeah. Let me think about the four bands that like creates my soul. I'm actually intrigued because in this discussion, I came up with, like what like so what if we isolated each thing. Like, who are your top four vocalists? Who are your top four guitarists? Who are your top four drummers? You know? Because that would... I feel like for me, especially, I love whole bands, but I'd have an entirely different yeah, list. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Right? No, I... Have, I maybe I, maybe future episode. Yeah. Yeah, that could be something. We did one. I don't think he was with us for it. But we actually did one where if you had to make a super group, which members would you take? Ooh. Oh, like the, super, the super the super group. Yeah, like was, Dead or Alive, you make your entire band out of people like you know guitarists from Dude, Boom, I'd love drummer to do that. from Boom, 
Oh, you do that again? That'd be dope. My lead singer was Lady Gaga. Ugh. Seriously. She's very, very talented. Exactly. A very odd person. Did you see her with Metallica when they played? No. Mo- oh my God, she's phenomenal. Really? After this, I'll show it to you. It's oh. cool. I saw her with a Star mm-hmm. Is Born. I would totally have that yeah. too. Oh my Lord. <laughs> Sorry, no, what is it? Um, I'd throw it at her. The, the, TV, the TV show there, the, um, the horror one. Uh, that yeah, uh, American, American American Horror Story. Story. Yeah, uh, Hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. thought that was weird. I never I never got into that show. I watched the first episode and I was like, yeah, this is kind of strange. I'm just not big into uh, <sighs> to reach his own, my friend. So I hate to get too emotional, but like that was that was a cool challenge. Like I I I, I love reflecting. And like where I've where I've come from, because I feel very fortunate as an individual where I've I've got to experience so much music in my lifetime that like I'm not close minded about anything, but like I've like heard so like I've heard more stuff than I can actually like name. See, a cool thing for me is is like going back on these bands and stuff. Like, like you take Papa Roach for instance. Yes. Yeah. And you can almost think of the time when you listened to them, like what you were doing. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, very oh, contextual. You know I mean? Absolutely. Cool. Like, you can I actually thinking, remember. I love thinking about it. It's like, when did I first hear this band? Mm-hmm. It's the glory days, man. Yeah. Papa Roach, I actually remember, like, Last Resort came out the year that, like, I went on, like, a family vacation to, like, fucking Florida, and there was a Virgin Records down there back when record stores was, like, a thing. I'm like, oh, I could definitely find like the Papa Roach CD here, and it's like, no, you can't because it wasn't out yet. It yeah. was like a couple of days away. Yeah. It's like, I can't just like, you couldn't just download it back yeah, then. Like it was like, what, what, what? See, as for a gamer side of thing, like a lot of the the music I learned from from games, but I also remember playing games to music, and when I was in my Slipknot like System of a Down era. There was a game called RuneScape. Yeah. That was huge. Yeah. And me and Dan just played that so much, and that's the music we would listen to. Like, I mean, Need for Speed, like, all those, like, that's when I learned about Skindred. That's when I learned about Mudvayne. That's when I learned about Avenged Sevenfold, Bold My Valentine. They were all in those games. The, um, the last thing I'll, like, I'll throw out there is, you know, out Pe- there or into someone? Well, no. <laughs> both. Why can't it be both? I'm trying to be touching. Hold on. Sorry. He's touching her. Right? Uh. <laughs> 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 it's just going further downhill. God, I hate hills. You know what is when up, they have eyes. What ends up happening yeah, is like when Mario? when people uh when people have like memories of like great things and like whatnot, like they they get in that they get in like this mode. It's like, oh well, oh shit. This song came out like 1991, and I remember exactly like when this song came out. Or mm-hmm. this song came out in like 2000. And I remember exactly like when that came out. And it's like one of those things. It's like you think about it. It's like fuck, dude. I'm getting old. Mm-hmm. But before you interrupt me. <laughs> I have never had this feeling like when it comes to music because it's like one of those things like I actually remember like these points in time and I, I remember like these individual tracks. It actually happened like a couple of days ago. Like I was like seeking out like this band that like came out in, like 2001 because like it just 
happen to pop in my mm-hmm. memory. It happens sometimes. And it's like these guys had like a techno feel to it, and I remember exactly like what their stage presence was, and uh, it's like they had like this one track that like made it to like AF, and like I I did like all the, like this. I did like all like the searching, like they weren't uh-huh. huge, and like all of a sudden, like I think of it, it's like, oh, it's fucking Crossbreed. Ah, I remember Crossbreed. Yep. Like I used to love that band, mm-hmm. like back in like two thousand, yep. two thousand one. And then the rabbit hole begins, and then you find other bands, and it's. No, but I mean, as long as you know they no didn't one. say like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, you can't do that here. It should be fine. Don't touch my butthole. Okay, well, you just took that in a totally different direction, but sure, yeah, fine. I thought that was the direction we were going. Well, we are talking about a beer called Juicy. You never answered me. Do you want to touch my... Are we doing this? I've waited like three years for this. (laughs) Lord. Uh, It's good. It's actually called Juicy Ass IPA. Yeah. Mm. Plump and unfiltered. You know, I'm more concerned that there's no asses on this. Yeah, this this can is kind of crazy. Uh, juicy is the word we use from the when we talk about hops. Our award-winning American IPA, moshes, mm. bright, fruity notes. Smells like donk, juicy ass. Don- or dank, <laughs> hoppy, donk. <laughs> I don't know which word donk. is worse. Bitterness. <laughs> And fresh, verdant <laughs> resins with sticky malts for softly carbonated, infiltrated flavor. Unfiltered, not infiltrated. <laughs> Close. From the busy minds and happy hands of the flying monkeys, enjoy Juicy Ass IPA, a golden ambrosia of beautiful hops with notes of pine, tangerine, and passion fruit. Plump! And fresh, juicy ass is a fun, delicious what? craft. Why do beer. they think like, yeah, this should taste like pine? Have you ever like eaten like trees? So like, nothing, I, about, nothing about pine like is like no. It so this not be is in your flying mouth. monkey craft brewery. So listen, I don't think anything about pine should be in your mouth. However, the smell of pine trees. Oh, if you great. ever go to a pine it's forest. Beautiful. Oh, it's terrific if you're going it's out for a so walk. It's so good. I've been like cutting never... up the little pine tree like air fresheners and putting them in my mask at work. So I'm gonna go. What? Uh, no, I um. I said mask, not mouth. As long as they figured out how to make their beer smell like pine not and not taste, taste like, like pine, I think I'll be good. But now, because we've talked so much about pine, I'm gonna be. You gotta think about it. I flying monkey brewing company. Flying Monkey, Juicy Ass, is the beer review. Gentlemen, Clinky. Plump and unfiltered. Flying Monkey ass Says the top of the can right here. Plump and unfiltered. One taste. Everybody knows the beers. Huh. It tastes like a juicy IPA. Oh, that's IPA. nice. It's, good Wait, it's nice up. and light. Wait, hold on. It's, it's not plump. Let me drink this whole I pint. I am plump. <laughs> Let me drink this whole pint before. I was I was expecting much. a punch. Yeah, it's actually very mild. Probably yeah, from all the I, bad I was, beers uh, we've had. I was expecting to drink a pine tree after <laughs> your description. I uh, I figured it out. I figured out what the problem is. It's all about background music. No. Okay. Uh, Flying Monkeys <laughs> is a... You ready Wizard for this? of Oz? Do you know why it's tasty? Wizard of Oz. Flying Monkeys is a Canadian brewing company. 
Canada has entirely different brewing regulations than the United States. Yeah, but a juicy IPA would normally be a New England style. Right. But I'm saying it. This is, uh, okay. Maybe it's because this is the first beer we've had in a while that's drinkable. Because mm-hmm. we went on such a long season of Flying junk. Is a bear? Of de- Ontario. We just we beat the crap out of our taste buds for the Ontario, longest time. Eh? This can looks like if I went on like a doodle fest. Uh, it looks like they took a bunch of third graders and were like, hey, make us a can. Exactly. If I went on a doodle fest, like, thank you for comparing me to a third grader. <laughs> Uh, well, to be fair, like what the fuck? to be fair, actually, to be fair, to be hey, fair. don't take offense to this. Did you know that all of the military's testing has to be written at a third grade reading level? <laughs> so don't don't beat yourself up. It's actually very common to be related to, to a third grader. Do you have to uh, draw stick figures? Pretty much, yeah. On the uh, on the ASVAB. That's so awesome. What? The ASVAB, it's a placement test. It's the ASVAB. It's a. I have. I'm not even going to go through that acronym. Said that it's you the. Said it's ASVAB. the. It's the test that you have to take to get into the military, and it's. It like gauges you, like, oh, are you smart in this? Are you smart in culinary? Are you smart in mechanics? Are you smart in math? Are you smart in writing? Where should we put dogs you? Can you fit right. in your mouth? Yeah. So we got a one for uh, Four. one to six grading system for these beers, and I'm going to tell you what I think about. This flying monkey craft brewery juicy ass IPA normal is weird. Yeah, I got four. I got four and a half for this one. Okay. Oh, okay. Cool. Strong you know why? Because it's beer nice. It's, it's it's actually pretty nice. I have a uh, a belly button. I have four for this beer just because. We'll probably do the same. I wish it did more. <laughs> like it's so. It's smooth it and light. It goes away. It goes away it, very it, yeah, quickly. Yeah, it just disappears. Like, I feel like if they had that one flavor that, like, stuck out that you, like, would carry you to the next sip, like I'd be like, what? oh, this is a six. I feel like you have to take this as a compliment, though, because these, these guys don't drink IPAs. Yeah. I'm not, I'm on not purpose. a big... On purpose, anyway. I'm not a big IPA fan. I'd, I'll be the first to admit that. See, juicies are weird, because, like, if you don't like IPAs, they're like, oh, yeah, try a juicy, but then it's like, cool, now my IPA's got, like, fruit in it, and it's even worse. Yeah, it's an so IPA it with fruit. So it can vary. Like, it's... it's. I feel like IPAs have always sucked. We've just recently figured out how to make them not taste like IPAs. But this is good. No, I'm, I'm again, I mean, yeah, like I'm it. not an IPA. Yeah. Like, it's just, so I have two ways that I enjoy my alcohol. So if I'm at home by myself, sober and not sober, pretty much. So example, <laughs> if if I was at home by myself, like playing whatever, Uh-oh. I probably w- I probably wouldn't enjoy this as much as if I was out, either doing a podcast or at like a bar with friends, socially drinking. I would yeah. enjoy this, right? But does that make sense? Yeah. Is that is that weird to think of that way? No, no, it totally makes sense. But I would probably be on the same level as a four with you. Yeah. Because I mean, it's. I mean, I would drink this. It's I, there. I, and the thing with IPAs is one of those things. Like, if I have to force myself to drink it, you know what I mean. As opposed to this, where it's a lot smoother. It doesn't have that really strong backfire. Yeah. But I do agree with you on the the fact that it dissipates very quickly. Yeah, it just goes away. And it's you like, don't have any. I feel like that's kind of the goal, though. So like, you drink more of it, and maybe that's the thing. Maybe this is one of those beers where it grows on you after you drink it so many times. Because like, you're like, wow, the the taste disappears. I want that taste back in my mouth. No, and maybe, I want to try it. Again. You know what I mean? Like, like a supply and demand. Of your yeah, that books. would make sense. But I just I wish there was like an extra flavor to like to seal the deal. 
The I feel is, like I feel like they brought you all the way through, and then they just like kind of and even more you off so. I feel like it's not. It's I don't want to use the word bland, but this it's a little like you know what I mean. There's no punch. Ex- well, that's exactly. It. There's you know no finish. Not even there's like, no yeah. finish. It's and that's like, that's my cool. issue. Yeah, that's it. it's it's very drinkable. So I definitely give it a four. It's above average. Um, and I and I want it to be better. I like big cans, so that helps. But it's just. I, I don't know. Um, 6.5? I I think it's just not... Maybe because it doesn't, like... Maybe because I can't find the flavor. It doesn't... It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't It doesn't stand out to me. It's just like, like oh, this is beer. If you ask me what this tastes like, I have no idea. Right. <laughs> I don't, right. like... Like, I'm trying to think right now. I'm going to take a sip and try to think <clears> of what I that juicy IPA that I drank this one time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, it was probably on a Wednesday. Oh, yeah. We did this podcast. Wait, what? I can't me? identify. So yeah, I um, we we've drank a lot of beer on this I mean, podcast. Honestly, it all blends together. Exactly, point. and I feel it like really this. Does. I feel like the flavors of this blend. I feel like this just tastes like yeah, that's drinkable right. IPA. That's right, you fuckers. Let's start blowing us away. And that's the thing. That's what really pulls me out. When you have a beer that you get that little extra, and you're like, oh, like okay, like the stick figure. When we did the stick figure, that has that little extra. You're like, oh, okay, all right, get the little bit of everything, and it's kind of like a punch. It's you strange. know what? We're we're approaching this all wrong. All wrong. I mean, there's only we one. We have to be like, listen, fuckers. I've been drinking beer for a hundred and fucking four episodes. <laughs> Blow me a fucking away. What do you got? You got a Pilsner? <laughs> Sweet. You got a watermelon taco sausage beer? Go for it. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about, man. <laughs> I want to get fucking mauled. I want to get weird. I, uh, I think <laughs> that... I want my dick oh to my. associate with your dick, and they fuck and make a baby, and that turns into, like, a fucking brew. I have that book at home we can show them. It's how babies are made. So that's it for us, kids. That's the beer review. <laughs> uh, the beer review. This is Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack, the only place where you can find local, national, and international rock metal and beer reviews, and also possibly PP's touching. Just because uh, it fits in the can doesn't mean you can use it. <laughs> Thanks so much for making it this far in the episode, if you have. Uh, I think that does it for us tonight. <laughs> On that note, kids, uh, drive safe. Do not drink if you're not of age. And if you'd ever like to check out the Flying Monkeys Craft Brewery of the Juicy Ass IPA, uh, I think we'd recommend it. That was, what, a, a 4 point. Two one and a half? five, two and a half. really? Because he got four and a half. So I don't know. It's like 1. a half. One point two five repeating. Yeah, uh, over four. This is a very drinkable beer. You guys should definitely check it out. Uh, if you're not following us on Facebook, the Twitter or Insta, yeah. Snapface, Twitter, uh, YouTube's, go and do all that stuff and check us out. Hopefully, we can get you guys some more, some more lovely reviews like this to where we can tell you guys which beers you should purchase. I will just add, if we get to 2,020 likes in the year of 2020, we will have a giveaway. On Facebook. 2,020 likes on Facebook. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we will do a gift away. A a gift away. A gift away. Uh, We might even do a six-pack gift pack. I don't know. Yeah, it it might come from Drizzly. (laughs) <laughs> it it might t- 
take you 10 years to get it, but we'll send it out. <laughs> Thanks, pigeon. Postal Service. Any hooser. I think that's it for us tonight, kids. Yep. Bye. We'll catch you guys Adios. on the flip side. Hasta Love y'all, and good night. Mwah. That is the end of this episode. Thank you for tuning in to another exciting episode of Heavy Metal Over a Sick Back Podcast. Marcus, Dave, and Anthony signing off. Check out the podcast at hmoa6pack.automatic.net. Email hmoa6pack at gmail.com. Like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.